When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, today we are debating whether or not there is evidence for Christianity, and we are starting right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for this epic debate. This is going to be a big one, folks, as today we are debating whether or not there's evidence for Christianity. And if this is your first time here, whether you be Christian or atheist or one of the many strange creatures in between, I want to say we are glad that you are here no matter where you stand. And if you'd like reminders of future debates, feel free to hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell has got a lot more coming up. And want to say how excited we are as we have two, you could say, veteran debaters. These guys have been in the game a long time. They have crossed swords before, but a lot has changed since then. So it's going to be a very exciting debate today. I want to let you know both of their links are in the description. So if you're like, hmm, I like what I'm hearing. I want to hear more of that. You can find that link right down there. See, right in that little description box. So with that... This is going to be a completely open conversation. So full civil discourse, no time statements or anything like that. If you have a question, feel free to shoot that question into the live chat. I will pull that question out and then we will compile it into a list that we will ask during the Q&A at the end. So with that, glad to have you here, everybody. And I suppose given that, Matt, uh, you'll be taking the affirmative, as everybody knows. So if, if you'd like to uh, kind of like get the ball rolling in the discussion, uh, the floor is yours. And thanks for being here, guys. Well, sure. No problem. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. All right. Just let people know I'm getting over a bad head cold. My voice is a little bit odd and I'm coughing periodically. So uh, as I said before we started, I may hit the cough button or the mute button and then forget to put it back on or not do it right. But hopefully that won't happen. Um, you know, is there evidence for Christianity? The answer is yes. Uh, Christianity exists. So therefore, there's evidence for Christianity. But that's too simple, too trite. Um, uh, I think what we really want to get it down to is the issue, is there sufficient intellectual evidence for the truth of Christianity? That would be something I think, you know, Schuyler's nodding his head. And uh, I can take that from most different directions, the necessity of logic and preconditions for intelligibility, the absolute moral statements that we can conclude exist, and the universality of the, of the concepts of moral absolutes. We could do the issue of um, our own existence and the necessity of our existence and how they can come about in an infinitely old or non-infinitely old universe. Uh, we could talk about the biblical records. We could talk about the issues mm. of Christ and his resurrection. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, and so each one is worthy of, of an examination. So I don't know if Skyler wants to jump in and pick a direction to go in. 
Yeah, uh, let's go with moral absolutes. I like that. I think that sounds like a good a good way to kind of okay. go about this. Let's go with that. <clears throat> okay, well, can I quiz you then? Like I do oh, when I, sure. I set up atheists, I say, I'm going to set you up. Are you ready? And they oh, go, go it. ahead. Sounds good? All right. I, I, it sounds fantastic. All right. And by the way, if you're ever out here in the Boise area, let me know. I'll get, buy you a cup of coffee. Uh, um, I appreciate that, man. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Seriously. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so... Um, Let's define our terms first. Uh, we know what a moral is, something like uh, you shall not lie, don't murder, uh, don't commit adultery, you know, don't steal. Those are morals. And sure. ethics is how we apply morals. Now, are there moral absolutes? What's a moral absolute? A moral absolute would be a moral statement that is universally true, that is invariant. If we can establish that there are such things like that, then we would have the issue of moral absolutes. We can get into that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the fact about morals are morals are here. Uh, they're not, for example, in my water glass. We can't take pictures of them. We can't weigh them. They're abstractions. Abstractions occur in the mind. So thou shalt not lie is an abstraction. Um, uh, you know, I shall not slap you upside the head for saying something stupid is, you know, that's, that's a statement that occurs in the mind. So morals are abstractions and they have real world applications. If there's a moral absolute, the implication is that there is an absolute mind behind a moral absolute. And mm -hmm. We can talk about that. You know, that's the implication. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, then um, since I'm never going to argue for any other worldview other than the Christian worldview, because all other worldviews cannot be true. That's another topic. Um, <clears throat> then that would be support for the universality of the, of the laws of law, I mean, excuse me, of the moral absolutes, which would then imply the universal mind behind them, hence the Christian God. Now we can connect the dots between the Christian God and that. That's another sure. little discussion. Mm -hmm. But that would be my, be my basic argument. What mm -hmm. do you think? Sure. I just going to be clear. I don't believe in moral absolutes, though. So You're absolutely just, sure? Uh, that That's not, that doesn't reference actual morals. Me making a statement isn't actually uh, anything to do necessarily with morality. Okay. Saying something I'm absolutely, I'm sure about it. <laughs> I don't know why you would need to throw the word absolute in front of the word sure, though. Okay. So there are no absolute moral truths. No. Well, when it comes to morality. And I don't know what absolute would need to be thrown in front of truth either. There's just truths. Well, you got different kinds of truths. You can have two plus two equals four. It's a mathematical mm -hmm. truth. You can have, I love my wife uh, more than I love you. Sorry. Sure, let's um, stick with truth. moral truths, though. I think that's, I think since we're talking about absolute morals, let's stick with morals. Right. So if we could find a moral truth that's universal and absolute, means mm -hmm. that it is invariant and applies to everyone all the time, then we have one. Sure, you're now, not going to find that, though. Okay. So if, would you agree with me that statements are either true or false? No, sometimes statements are opinions. Um, okay, so I like red better than green. Is that true? It is true for uh, me. I, true. Well, yeah, but that's not that's not an opinion. Like you're 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 stating your opinion, but what you're what you're asking for is the truth of the matter whether it's true that red is your favorite color or red is better than green. But it's true. Yes, that that what's true is the fact that you believe that 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 what's true is the fact of your opinion. Right. So if I said my opinion is Die Hard is the best movie ever, it's true that my opinion is Die Hard is the best movie ever. Right. It doesn't mean that Die Hard is the best movie ever because that's an opinion. Well, we could get into we'd have to have a standard of what a tr uh, the best movie is. We could probably arrive at a exactly. conclusion at that point and then find out right. if the statement's either true or false. It's called the law of excluded middle. You know what that is, right? 
I do, but opinions, it isn't, it isn't either or. It's, it could be true, okay. false, or it could be an opinion. So it's not, it's not either or in that situation. Uh, okay. So then let me ask you a question. Is this true or false? <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe there's a text thing. I can pay it, pay, paste it in here. There we go. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I got to clear my throat. I could read. I could read it for everybody if that's okay. Uh, the statement that Matt Slick has written is: Is it always wrong for anyone to torture babies to death merely for one's personal pleasure? So once again, I don't believe in absolutes. Now, I think it's morally wrong to torture babies for pleasure, but uh, that statement doesn't work for me because I don't believe in absolutes. So if you don't believe in moral absolutes, then the statement is not true. The statement. You're, this is an opinion like this what this it would, depend, it would depend on who's saying the statement so if i were saying if it was coming from me if i said hey this is skylar it's always wrong for anyone to torture baby for one for one's pleasure that would be me stating my opinion so this is not a, a true or false statement this is an opinion what you have up here is your opinion that it is always wrong for anyone to torture babies that, is it your opinion that is true or not true is it okay? Are you referring to my morality when you ask that question? I'm just asking you. In your no, no, opinion, no, no, no. Well, we're, listen, listen. We're not going to get into it because I don't believe in absolute morals. Now, if you can demonstrate absolute morals exist, you shouldn't have to ask me questions to make that demonstration. Because even if I let's just say, even if I got it wrong, let's say I misspoke or I said the wrong thing, that doesn't prove that absolute moral, morality actually exists. So my statements on the matter are irrelevant to the actual existence of absolute morals. You'll see what I'm doing here in a minute. No, I understand what you're doing. I've talked to you about this before. Okay. Just to be clear. So is, do you agree with the statement or you disagree with the statement? The Your statement opinion. is an opinion. This, no, no, the statement is an opinion. Now, if I, you're asking I need, me, oh, Matt, 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 it is my opinion that it is wrong to torture babies for personal pleasure under my subjective moral. <clears throat> the statement is not, you didn't answer my, my question. It the is always is wrong. opinion. The statement's an opinion, Matt. I'm sorry. You're, you're trying to put this as if this is a moral fact. You have to demonstrate that it is absolutely wrong to torture babies for pleasure. Okay. The statement I put there, it is always wrong for anyone. Would mm -hmm. you agree it is always wrong for anyone is a universal application? Sure. But having okay. a universal application within a sentence doesn't get you to absolute morals. So it's a universal application. So I'm asking you for your opinion about that verse, about that. About the verse? <laughs> about I, don't, I, don't have a, I, don't, I, I don't have an opinion about the statement. You don't have an opinion? So in other words, let me get this straight. You don't know if it's good or bad to torture babies to death merely for their personal pleasure. Under what standard are you asking me? To I'm asking you. No, 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 no. I'm asking you. So if you ask me a question, I need to know the standard that you're appealing to. What standard? So it's an opinion. How can you have a standard with an opinion? It's what you said. I'm asking you for your no, opinion you, about that statement. Matt, you're asking. I'm sorry. I'm trying to understand your question. Maybe you're not being clear, but you're asking. So are you asking me what my moral position is? Is that just yes or no? Are you asking my moral position? I'm asking you, what is your opinion about the statement? Do you agree with okay. it or not agree with it? That's my, that's my question. Well, okay. So if I were to say... It's, it's well, I can't speak for other people's morals, Matt. So is it absolutely wrong for other people to do it? There are obviously sick individuals who believe that it's not absolutely wrong. So if, if by definition, what your definition of absolute was that it's universal, right? Um, therefore, some people believe it is, 
that it's not morally incorrect. So therefore it can't be absolute. But let me ask you the question back. Let's just change the sentence just a little bit, Matt. Let's just change it just a tad bit. No, not yet. No, no. Well, no, no, no. I think to be fair. No, not yet, because you're avoiding the issue. I'm not going to let you get out of it. No, no, no. You keep interrupting me. I'm trying to get you to stand, stand your ground. This is what the statement is. I'm asking you for your opinion on that statement, not something else I wrote, but that statement. Do you agree or do you disagree with that statement that it is always wrong for anyone to torture babies to death merely for one's personal pleasure? You got to get out of this one way or another. Do to interrupt me and change the topic, but I'm not going to let you do that. Do you agree or you disagree with the statement? In what sense do you want my opinion on it? I want you to be honest. That's the sense. All right. So, so, okay, is it, so I, you agree with it or you not agree with it? Okay. If you, I, I don't know what you're asking me to comment on because if you're asking me, do I think it's wrong for people to hurt children? I'm going to say yes, but my opinions on whether people should hurt children is completely relevant to morals being absolute. I'm just asking you a simple question. Is it your opinion that the statement is true? And I've, Matt, I've answered the question three times. I'm sorry if you don't understand it. I okay, can't then let's you. do this. Let's do this. So here's the question. Is it your is it, is it answer with a yes or a no? Is it your opinion that the statement is true? It is always wrong for anyone to torture a baby to death merely for one's personal pleasure. In so, your opinion, is that true or not no. true? That, that statement is an opinion. What you're reading is an opinion. It's not a true or false question. You're stuck. No, okay, so let's change this. So now you- No, no, you no, I'm gonna okay, tell you Matt, why you're Matt, stuck. Matt, no, Matt, hold on. I'm not going, I'm not doing moderation, this. Moderation, brother, we need to have moderation because if it's not, it's not, you don't get to control the conversation, Matt. You're trying your to. All right, Matt, so I'm gonna show you that one, you have a problem. One second, you don't Matt. want me to do it, one to second, put the vice Matt. on you. One second, uh, just to be sure that, uh, yeah. I think some people, and I, I think I can see kind of like where this ties back to the topic of evidence for Christianity, but people in the chat are asking, so I, uh, to let you guys put it in your own words, they were asking, like, in particular, how would this fit within the kind of context of evidence for Christianity in terms of objective moral values? I'm okay if you guys keep going with it, because I think I see the connection, but if you want to explain it to the audience, just as I think some people are a little bit... Uh, well, I, I'm not too concerned with that. I, I think that, let's stick to, let's stick to it, right? So okay. here's the deal. Like the problem with what Matt's doing is he understands my position. I'm an anti-moral realist. I don't believe morals are objective. I don't know why we have to go through all this. You understand what those are. You, you understand philosophy, right? But if I were to change this statement to, is it always wrong to kill a healthy baby? Matt, could you say that that's always wrong? I cannot say it's always wrong. So it's sometimes right to kill a healthy baby. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at all circumstances. Well, Okay, First Samuel 15, where God orders uh, the Israelites to kill the Amalekite babies. What's wrong with that? God can do what he wants. No, he knows all I, things. I'm not, not asking a moral question. I'm just saying it's not wrong in that context, though, right? It's, you're asking a moral question. It's sure, not wrong so, in that context. Sure, so, I'm not okay. asking a moral question. You're asking if it's wrong. You cut it to yourself. Fair, fair, fair enough. I misspoke there. Okay, okay. so then it's not always wrong. If it's moral for God to order people to kill babies, it's not yeah. always wrong to kill a healthy baby. So you That's know correct. the answer. So That's you correct. know the answer. So, no, okay, you're, so, no, that's so, correct. So, you're very good. So what's okay, the problem? Good. Oh, no, it's not a problem. I just wanted to state for the audience what you believe, and that's that it's sometimes <clears> okay <throat> to kill healthy babies. Yeah, it is. If God so instructs that people do that, because in the context of 1 Samuel 15, if which I don't know if you know the context of the Canaanites I do. And, the, and the Moloch God, mm -hmm. and what they were doing was sacrificing the newborn babies on the altar to Moloch, the pagan mm -hmm. god. They're burning them alive. And God told, had warned the, the Canaanite 
people for about 400 years. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And so he had them wiped out. So God had all of them destroyed. Now, let me ask you a question. Do that's you not think actually that, what the Bible says the reason for the killing of the Amalekite children were. You're incorrect. So if God is going to take those babies home, then they won't be raised as a pagan and won't go to hell because they'll be, they'll be saved yeah. right then. So. You know, now Matt, we're back on the topic. What I want to ask you, Matt, Matt, you were incorrect in what you just said. That wasn't the reason why he told to kill the Amalekite children. Everybody in the Amalekites. It was oh, because of what they I did. Said to Sorry, it was Amalekites. Yeah. Sorry. So, but still, but even if it's Canaanites, it isn't what that isn't the reason why he told them to kill the Amalekite children. Well, what's your wanna, problem with be, it? I just want to be clear that you were incorrect in what you were saying, just for the what's, audience, because I don't want people to miss two things. Yeah. One, if you're a moral uh, realist, right? It's, it's an irrelevant issue to you. All you're trying to do at this point is just raise an objection to something and you want me to get trapped in, which hasn't worked, to make me look bad in front of everybody else. But from your perspective, it's an irrelevant argument to begin with. Back to the issue that I raised, which you're trying to weasel out of. It is always wrong for anyone to torture babies to death merely for one's personal pleasure. I ask you, do you agree with it or do you not agree with it? I ask for your opinion. Since you won't give me the opinion, let me tell you. If it's yes, opinion, or it can actually, be no. Don't be dishonest. It's no, it's not a yes, because what, the, what that statement is. So if you ask me, is it always wrong for anyone to kill babies? I give you an answer by saying, well, it's not absolutely wrong because there are people who think it's okay to torture and kill babies. So your, your definition of absolute was it's universal. Everybody follows it. So by definition, if there are people who believe that it is okay to kill uh, babies for their own pleasure, it's not absolute. So then that statement would be incorrect. So that statement's incorrect. Okay. So what you're saying then is that it's, it's incorrect that the moral absolute is not a moral absolute. You're saying it is that there are instances when it's okay to torture baby to death merely for one's personal pleasure. Not, not so for me. I'm going to just take, take a card from your deck and say, hey, everybody, I want you to hear what he is saying, that there are instances when it's okay to torture baby to death merely for their personal pleasure, that you think that's okay from your moral relativistic worldview. Okay, so let me answer that real quick. Um, so once again, uh, I don't know what this is a surprise for someone who's an anti-moralist. You should probably understand this. I think the audience understands this too. Uh, we don't believe in absolute morals. So when you ask me is something absolutely wrong, of course I don't believe it's absolutely wrong because I don't believe absolute morals exist. Now this is what you're trying to do is hold me to a standard you can't demonstrate to exist. So you can do this all you want and be like, oh, I'm pointing at you. You don't believe nope. it's absolutely wrong. You don't believe it's absolutely wrong. But when I do the same thing, Matt, I can do the same thing back to you. That was why I did it, to show you. You can use an example of killing babies. I can use an example of killing babies. And it sounds just as horrendous. Also, admit it does sound horrendous, your position. Oh, Very oh, interesting. Yeah. It's my opinion that it sounds horrendous. <clears throat> I have opinions. Okay. So I'm trying to show you that you're an atheist, right? I'm agnostic. Okay. So you're functionally an atheist since you don't have God as an I don't know what that means. Function. What does that mean to be functionally atheist? I was explaining it. You don't have God as part of your explanatory explanatory power in your issues of what you discuss, what you explain, what you learn about. I, I don't know how that's relevant, not having a way. I'm just I don't determining. See how that's relevance. I don't know how, what the relevance of that is. Because everyone has presuppositions and a worldview based that, on which their presuppositions are derived. If you're an agnostic, you're not going to have God as a presupposition in order to explain various things. Of course. So then it, it's very relevant. And if you don't believe in a God, you cannot believe in moral relativism. You cannot – well, you had to believe moral relativism, excuse me. You cannot believe in moral absolutes. Whether or not they exist isn't the issue. The issue is whether or not your worldview allows them to exist and your worldview does not. No, I don't believe in moral absolutes. Yep, we said that a couple times. No. <clears throat> but your opinion is that it's moral absolutely true that there are times when it's okay to kill babies merely oh, for their personal oh, pleasure. Oh, 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 yes, was, yes, yes. A, that, was a, that was not at all what I said. If you, uh, no you believe it's I, okay to do it sometime. 
what do I don't say wait whoa whoa who are you asking me in my moral system do I think it's okay to do it sometimes because that is not what I articulated what I articulate articulated to you and let's be honest Matt was that there are people out there who think that it's morally correct to oh. harm people for their but the definition no but the definition that you gave of absolute was that it's universal that everybody believes <clears> it so if I can show you one example where one person actually believes that it's morally okay to torture a baby for their own pleasure, then it shows that it's not absolute, Matt. This is just basic logic. I asked you about your opinion. Opinion uh, opinion of what? My personal the moral statement. opinion? The, the statement, statement is an opinion. The statement is an opinion. The statement is a statement. And you can say it's an opinion it's, or not it's, opinion. It's you can say whatever true you want. I asked you from your perspective, do you agree it's with false. it or do you not agree with it? And you said yes. you disagree with it. I, I disagree with the statement. If Matt, you disagree. Matt you're, repeating, Matt, you're repeating yourself over and over. Can we move on? <clears throat> like, I think everybody at this point in the audience has realized that I don't believe in absolute morals, that I don't believe it's absolutely wrong to torture a baby. Everyone is clear. What's your next point, Matt? The next point is you actually defend the idea and believe that there are times when it's okay from your perspective to torture babies to death. No, Merely no, you are misrepresenting what I said. Can I, I, do I, not I should be the finish. Matt, Matt, you, well, then don't misrepresent me, Matt. Don't say that in my opinion, I think there are times. No, it is a fact that there are times that there are people who believe that it is okay to harm a baby for their own personal pleasure. That is a fact that people believe that. So it's not my opinion. My opinion is when we're talking about the morality, the actual moral of the issue. So let's get that straight, Matt. And don't try to misrepresent me, man. I'm trying to be nice and friendly, but that's that's low. That's a low blow, bro. Uh, you can stop your conflation right now. It's not an issue about opinion of others. It's an, actually, I'm asking you about you specifically. What is your opinion about the validity of the statement? You think the and statement's I, invalid, right? Correct. Okay. I, I think. Well, no, no. I think that I think morals valid. aren't absolutely. I, here, my opinion on the statement is that morals aren't absolute, so the statement is incorrect. So it's not always wrong. So yes, so then, no. The statement is yeah. So then, if it's not always wrong, then there are times when it's right. Yes, because there are people who think How that it's more. Matt, 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 Matt. Because there are people who think that it is morally correct to do that action. I asked about like your opinion. You, just like you, just no, no. That's a fact that there are people who think that. You don't think there's any human being that has ever thought that it was okay to torture a baby for their own pleasure. I'm not Hitler talking about used to that. Do shit like that. that well, that's, that's not... what you... Okay, so if somebody thinks that it is it's moral, then it's not universal, <clears throat> Matt. That is by definition. Come on, brother, you can do better than this. Okay. Please, you don't have to be condescending, okay? You said that it's wrong. The statement's wrong. It's a moral statement. It's a moral statement. It is always wrong to do this one thing and you're saying it's not a true statement if it's not a true statement that means that there are instances when it's morally okay to do that you just said there can I've be explained where said, it was you, i'm trying to explain you said I know, but i've explained where it was morally okay and you just keep please let me yourself. finish please let me finish i mean matt just stop repeating yourself that's all i'm asking you're repeating yourself hey, jim over again. i i'm making my case he keeps interrupting me i got him I'll against stop. the wall I'll, I'll he does not want to be cornered I just need a little, you know, get a moderate, okay? Go ahead, buddy. This is serious. I asked you, not others, about your opinion of others. I asked about how what others might think. That's not what my question was. My question was, do you believe the statement's true? You said no, it's invalid, which means logically, since you believe it's invalid, there's two points here. One, it means that you think it's okay to torture babies to death under certain conditions, merely for one's personal pleasure. You're advocating that. And second, you're a moral realist, which means there are no moral absolutes, yet you said the statement 
is morally wrong, which implies that you're contradicting yourself because you're saying it is a moral statement. It is absolute. The statement is factually incorrect. Not all people believe that it's wrong to torture babies for <clears throat> pleasure. I didn't. It's a statement is not about what people believe. Well, morals come from people's beliefs from their own moral systems, Matt. That's unless another topic. Well, unless you can demonstrate absolute morals exist, which you haven't been able to do to any conversation I've ever had with you, you've not been able to do it. I've talked to you like four or five times, and every time you do the same, the same kind of like slickisms, basically, where you repeat a script. Why do you think that I know what you're going to say here? You've said the same thing over and over again. So it, this statement is not factually correct. Not all people, you defined absolute as being universal. If there are people who don't believe that it's morally uh, immoral to do that, therefore it is an absolute. So the statement is factually correct. It's not about whether people disagree or agree with it. I asked you. The problem is in your worldview, you can't ascertain whether it is or is not true. For you to say that it is or not either way is to contradict your own worldview, demonstrating you refute yourself and your whole worldview. You're a moral realist who doesn't believe in moral absolutes. If the statement's not true and you said lore, or, or earlier, you said it's morally wrong to do these things, you contradict yourself. I appreciate your opinion. I proved it. I quoted you and showed you where you did. You haven't come back to get out of it. Sure, and you're super uh, humble too. Ad hominem doesn't validate your argument. You want to ask me a question now? Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. So under Calvinism, you guys believe that uh, uh, with God's decree of will, that everything is basically planned out. So anything that, like like a book writing, an, uh, like an author writing a book, um, whatever God decrees will happen. So <coughs> under your worldview, you believe that God decreed that children would be molested, we would have child soldiers, um, that they would uh, be executed and suffer. Is, is that true, that with God's decree of will, uh, he decreed that children would be molested and there would be child soldiers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, just want to make sure. And, and, and so, so it's not absolutely wrong to be a child soldier or to molest children because unless you're trying that. to argue, well, well, here, well, here's the thing. So if it's not absolutely wrong, how can God have people do an absolutely wrong action? Wouldn't that go against his very nature? If it's absolutely wrong to molest a child, why would he write a story or create a reality where children would be molested and actually not only just create a reality because you don't really believe in free will in that sense you think this is exactly the world that he wanted and exactly everything that happens is exactly the way he planned it out and the way that god planned it out was that people would do things that go against his own very nature okay so you brought up calvinism do you understand calvinism sure to a degree well I've been defending Calvinism for close to 30 years. I have a Master's of Divinity from a Calvinist seminary. And let me tell you, you're already failing to understand what we teach and decree. Well, you agreed with when I asked you the question. No, but we haven't defined our terms. Well, well why, then why would you say yes, that's what God decrees? Because God decrees, but there's different forms of decree. Okay. So, so when now God we decrees need to that a child's going to be molested, what does that mean? That's the right question to ask. Well, answer it. So... There are different senses in which decree can occur within the biblical context, within the Calvinist context. There can be a direct decree and an indirect decree. Now, before we get into those, let me talk about free will a little bit. I'm not going to get into this too deeply. Free will is simply the ability to make choices that are consistent with your nature that are uncoerced. They're not forced. You're freely able to make a choice. No one's co coercing you. No one's forcing you. 
In different circumstances, you make different choices because different circumstances in your freedom. Calvinism asserts man's freedom in that sense. Can people in go against God's decree of will? Let me let me explain first. So no, the decree. Let me explain. Okay, really? Since you you brought up Calvinism and you said they can't, then yeah. explain why. Yeah. What that means, the decree of will of God, in the sense that they can't go against it. Explain it. Yeah. You want me here? Actually, here. Hold on one second. No, no, no. Don't look no, it up. No, no, no. I said you knew it. No, no, no. I have your page. I saved it because I actually have the definition from you. So you have to go to what I'm going to teach you already in order to learn what you said already you already know. Look, look right here. I'm going to show you guys right here. I have it on my, it's right here. Decretive will. You can see here. I saved it before the show so I I could actually do a little research. And what I don't like to do, Matt, to be honest with you, is I don't like to just wing it when I say things. I'd like to be more precise in my language. That way it doesn't become a debate about what I said. But here's what you say on your karm.org. The decretive will of God is that which God is sovereign. Or that we may or may not know, depending on whether or not God reveals it to us. The decree of will, God directs will where he causes something to be. So he causes it. So he causes children to be molested and for cause ch- children to be child soldiers. So I don't, I don't think I've gotten anything wrong yet, Matt. Okay. Well, thanks for pointing it out. I will expand on that definition to Please. be even more Excuse me, I will expand on the difference to be even more precise because this is what happens whenever I do debates, whenever I teach, I always go in and modify this, this little thing, this little thing, here, this. The causation of God can be either direct or indirect. And in the indirect cause, the vi- there's no violation of the person's free will. This is something you don't understand. This is something you fail to understand. I've offered many times to teach uh, atheists biblical theology and particularly Calvinism, which they like to pick up a rock and throw at when they don't understand what they're, they're talking about. I'm willing to do that with you as well, off air, sometime, and teach you what we actually teach so that you don't show that you don't know what you're talking about here. The decree of will, the decree of will comes after Ephesians 1.11. God works all things after the counsel of his will. There would be a direct decree and an indirect decree within his decree of will. A direct decree would be something like, let there be light. Bang, there's light. God is directly causing it. There's an indirect causation where God can put people in places and circumstances. They freely then to do what, to choose what they want to do because it was ordained by God that they would do that. For example, it says in Acts 4, 27, 28, that God predestined people, Herod, Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles and the Jews. You should look up this verse, Acts 4, 27, 28, to do whatever his hand and his purpose predestined to occur. You go back to Acts 2, 23, and it says that they, these wicked people, are the ones who nailed Jesus to the cross. What the scriptures are teaching is both, that God ordained that it would happen in his, what we call his permissive decree of will. He permits it to occur because it's what he wanted to occur, but he doesn't cause them to do it, and they freely chose to do it. Yet they're the ones responsible. This is what you fail to understand when you raise this issue of decree. You need to do your homework. Yeah, you could you can make all the claims about my homework and what I've done. You, can, 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 hold on, hold, can, can people go against God decrees? Well, if God decrees that a child will be molested, is there a way that that child won't be molested? <clears throat> Did you not hear what I just said? No, well, just a yes or no. Yes no, or no. no, no yes or no here. Oh, no, you Can't, won't. Yeah, you I understand. understand. It makes you look bad which, if you just say yes Which, no, no, it's not. That's not it. I okay, just, so, expl- I okay, just explained Matt, to you. Matt, you're, you're filibustering you, now at this point. You're filibustering. You're filibustering I just explained to you his direct no, no, and his you, indirect decree. Okay, I just so ex- I'm asking you, ask is, it a di- clear. Is, it, is, is it a direct? So if God decrees that a man is going to molest a child, is that a direct decree? No. 
Okay. What well, kind of explain? Okay. Does can that man go against God's decretive will? If God decrees that he's going to molest a child, can he go against that decretive will? His indirect or, or direct decree. However, it would be decreed in a situation wow. where a man is going to be. I know. Wow. So, can you answer the question instead of all the extra stuff? Can well, a man go to... against his decree? If, okay. Do you believe God decrees that a, a person X will molest a child? Let's just okay. let's get it clear. Yes or no? Direct or indirect decree. Okay. If if God does. Okay. Is there times where there are direct direct decrees where God will order somebody to molest a child? No, because it begins his nature to, okay, perfect, to, to, perfect. to decree someone Good. to purposely sin by his active hand. Gotcha. So, so then it's a non-directive decree. Can someone go against a non-direct decree? It's an, called indirect. Indirect. A non, uh, indirect you didn't decree. know about this. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Can, so can somebody go against an indirect decree? It's not, a, not an issue of going against. You don't understand. Well, no, no. Just answer the question. Can they go against it, Matt? You're dodging. Am I allowed to answer the way I want to answer? Uh, I, I would just like direct answers, but you can answer however you want because it shows well, the audience you. that you're not willing to answer. Maybe it might also show you that I have a better understanding of the topic than you do. Maybe. I do, since I've been defending it. I've written uh, an outlines on Calvinism, something like 80 pages of outline notes I've been assembling for 27 years. I know mm -hmm. the topic. And when you're so humble about it too, you know? And when atheists routinely bring this stuff up, not I an atheist, by the way, agnostic, atheist, whatever, when they routinely bring this stuff up, I have to routinely tell them, you've not studied the topic sufficiently. You've only studied enough to it try and ask a question. You're, you're, dodgy. you're talking about everything about the except for the question, Matt. I mean, it's obvious to the audience. I'm not going to let you get away with this. You could you could ramble about stuff. You're talking Jim? about more, more than the actual issue. Sorry, Jim. Go ahead. I'm trying to talk to you. And you're trying to force me into a corner, and it's not a corner that even exists. I'm trying to tell you, it's the difference between the direct and the indirect decree of God. I explained to you the issue of free will, what we Calvinists hold to in free will, and that God can indirectly decree certain things to occur, but it's by their free will that they choose to do it. God's not responsible for their actions or their sinfulness in that. This is the Calvinist position. And when you want to say yes or no about decree, you throw all of this additional information out the window. You it shouldn't is a disjunctive do that. syllogism. This is a, it, is, it is either or. Either they can go against his indirect decree or they can't. So I don't know why it's so hard to say yes, they can go against his indirect decree. Can they or no, can they not? There's a sense in which they can. There's another sense in which they can't. Do you listen to me on the radio at all? No, I don't have time for that. Well, I've been on radio for almost 15 years now, and I will answer questions. I'll say in one sense, yes, in one sense, no. Let me explain. I try and teach people, but people who don't want to know the answer do what you do. Okay. So now, do you, you want to know our answer as a Calvinist? Well, how about instead of talking about like how what you do and how humble you are, why don't I'm you? I'm not talking about humility. You keep doing this. Why are you attacking me for? Well, because I mean, you're 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 just boasting about yourself over and over again. I'm if trying to tell you, I'm qualified to give you an answer. For, listen, you should, people. So whenever somebody has to tell you how qualified they are, tell you how they how good they are at something, oh, it usually shows they're not really that good at it or qualified in the first place. What qualifications have you got to argue? Let's hear your boasting. What standard? Let's, let's hear your boasting. What let's you hear. Mean? Give me well, any no, standard, I'm not do anything that. No, no. about I'm what you can you. do. Uh, yeah. First of all, Matt, oh, I'm not I'm you. I'm the boaster. Now, notice, folks. Notice. The difficulty arises. He's got to attack the person. Now, let's get back on topic. 
There's a direct decree and an indirect decree. I've just taught you twice what they are. Can you repeat them back to me so I know if you understand them? You actually didn't articulate the difference in between the indirect and it. you told me there are differences, that there are two different things, but you didn't actually articulate how somebody through an indirect decree could go against that indirect decree. You just I said that you, there's a way that it could happen, but you didn't I, actually articulate how that could happen. You're just being argumentative. Okay. You don't want, in my opinion, you don't want to look bad, so you're going to fight yeah, me at every yeah. single point. I've asked you specifics. Define direct and define indirect decree. I've already given you definitions. You're the one who brought up decree. You're the one who attacked my Calvinism. You need to study what it is you want to attack. You don't understand it. So I'm asking you now, after two times I've defined it to you, please define direct and indirect decree. Matt, I'm not attacking your Calvinism. I'm just Yes, you are, you because you don't do. understand what you're talking about. Okay. I mean, that's just an hominem. That's not really an argument. No, okay. you don't understand what you're talking about. You don't. That's because if argument. you did, you wouldn't have brought that up because you don't understand what an indirect decree is related Matt, to the direct decree. That's that's not an argument, what you're saying. You're just telling me I don't know I'm, something. Can we get back don't. to the actual evidence for Christianity? Maybe we should move to the next step so we can actually get back. I'm to glad you, you backed out of that one. Go to the sure, next you, point. Ask I'll, me something I'll let, else. I'll, no, I'll let the audience decide. No, I'm, you know, listen, you're the one oh, trying the to make audience, what, That's subjectivism. Let's, yeah, just listen, to get back okay. to, for sure, get back to Christianity, mm -hmm. like the evidence for Christianity. Uh, I know that we, you probably each have responses in the barrel ready to, to fire, but yeah. redirecting back just to be sure that uh, sure. going to hammer away at that central part. That's, that's, that's fair. Well, Matt, you're the one making the positive claim that there's evidence for Christianity. So if you, if you have evidence you want to provide, uh, you were going to go with a moral argument. Obviously, that's not working very well for you. Uh, if you oh, it worked to, fine. It worked great. It showed that your worldview can't answer the question. You contradict yourself. That served me very well. Sure. Why don't we go the with resurrection the of Christ? Let's go to the resurrection of Christ. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Let's go to the resurrection. There's your evidence of Christianity. If the resurrection's false. Christianity is false. Okay, that's that's up to you to demonstrate that Jesus actually rose from the grave. I don't accept your claim. I'm just telling you that's the uh, what the Bible teaches. That's okay, evidence. The Bible, is no, the Bible is no authority to me, so it's not evidence to me. So? Oh, do you know what evidence is? You can tell me what your idea of evidence is. Okay. Evidence is an abstraction. It's a concept. It's a philosophical approach to something. Do you know that? Why should I, I explain accept it. that definition? I'll show you. Okay? Please. Evidence is an abstraction. It occurs in the mind. If there's footsteps outside of your window, what, I don't know what state do you, what state do you live in. I live in sunny Florida, Orlando. All right, I'm in Idaho. So if I said to you, go, hey, look outside, and there happened to be some footprints outside your window, is that evidence that I love my wife? You might look at me and say, uh, what did you talk about? There's no connection. If I said, well, there's footsteps outside your window, that's evidence that someone was at your window looking inside, now it makes sense. Sure. We have a physical phenomena. It relates to the parameter in which we want to set that phenomena or that event to determine whether or not it's evidence in relationship to what we're looking for. So the parameter is your worldview, the necessities that you have. What you do is you just dismiss the idea of Christ's resurrection as recorded by the eyewitnesses in the New Testament. You just dismiss it. Well, you haven't provided any <clears throat> argument or evidence yet. In fact, go ahead and do that. I'm going to, my kids call me. I'm going to hear it. I can hear it in there. So go ahead, start talking and, and give your argument. But you just telling me I'm dismissing something. You haven't provided an argument. That's why I dismissed it. You I'll provide some argumentation ahead, for, please, in support of it. No, I want you to, um, wait, do your kid thing first because I think that's more oh, no, important. No, no, no. I can, I can hear it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. Go ahead. 
All right. With that, well, I'll take this as a chance to say we are excited about a couple of things coming up. First, tomorrow we will have a debate as Fight the Flat Earth is joining us for the first time. That's going to be a really fun one. And he'll actually be debating not whether or not the Earth is flat, but whether or not it's a waste <laughs> of time to debate whether or not the Earth is flat as Science First is actually going to come on and challenge him taking the position that it's a waste of time to debate the flat earth. So that will be a big one. Hope to see you there tomorrow. All right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm ready. Now I've taken, uh, I'm not boasting, I'm trying to tell you that I can read and I can determine things. I've taken four and a half years of Greek at, uh, at a uh, college and graduate school level. The New mm -hmm. Testament's written in Koine Greek, all right? Mm -hmm. All right. So I can translate the New Testament Greek into the English. I'm rusty, but I can do it. And I can tell you that the Greek translated into the English, particularly the NESB Bible, very accurate, very good. I've also further done the studies. I don't have them off the top of my head, but you can go to Archaeological Review. You can do your research on the historicity of the New Testament documents, for example. And no scholar who knows anything would say that the documents aren't ancient or an old from that ancient time. And they are very, very old documents. Parchments, we have 6,000 supporting documents in Greek alone of copies mm -hmm. of various parts that were distributed. And what you, people don't know is this, that and this is all part of the answer, okay? I'm, give me, just give me a couple minutes. I'm trying to make it as fast as I can. I'm not trying to hog time. Take your time. We have, we have in English, alpha and numeric, A, B, C, one, two, three. But in Greek writing, there's only one set of characters, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, and those are also one, two, three, four, and it goes on so that when you write letters, you're also writing numbers. The reason that's important is because when they would do a copy of a codex, a codex is a page. When they would write a copy of the original document, they were also writing letters because letters are also numbers. The copyist then would add up the numbers of both sheets having copied, and they did not do it by memory, they did it letter by letter. And what they would find is that this is a very, very accurate way of transmitting the documents from then to now. With all the 6,000 uh, supporting manuscripts, they are something like 99.98% textually identical. They're remarkably well-preserved from then to now. Now, mm -hmm. the book of Acts is a book of history, and the book of Acts was written after the book of Luke. And you can verify that yourself by going to the first few verses of Luke and the first few verses of Acts. And you can read, and you can see Luke wrote Acts first. Acts does not contain the death of Peter or Paul, which happened roughly 62 to 64 AD. There's some debates, but let's just say 62 AD. doesn't matter. It also does not contain the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, which is prophesied by Jesus. The book of Acts does not contain these super significant historical markers, but yet it does contain the death of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. This is the most logical reason is because it was written before the death of Peter and Paul. So roughly written, we could say, just for easy math, around 60 AD. Mm -hmm. But Luke wrote Acts, and he also wrote the book of Luke. But he wrote Luke before Acts. So we don't know exactly, but just for easy numbers, I'll show you something. Let's just say five years earlier. It takes a lot of time to do this research and writing, particularly in that time. Mm -hmm. You had to interview, travel here and there. So let's just say 65 AD. Most scholars agree Matthew was written before Luke. Let's just say um, <clears throat> 50 AD. We go back five years each time. 
And most people say that Mark was written five years, you know, just before that, just doing quick numbers, roughly 45 AD, Jesus was crucified in 33 AD. We're, we're talking roughly a 12 year difference. The writers were still, I mean, the people, the witnesses of Christ's death, resurrection, et cetera, were still alive. Paul was a witness of it as well, as was Peter who wrote, as was um, Jude, who's a brother of Jesus, and John, who was a personal disciple of Jesus, and Matthew, who was too. And they wrote about the resurrection of Christ. The historical evidence is there. Now, my critics who are in this, you know, in chat, they're all negative. That's fine. But these are the facts. These are the facts that you can go verify yourself. I've verified them many times over 40 years. The fact is, they're written by, they're very, very early, right there at the events. Now, the question then becomes, are they accurately representing what happened? That's the next question. There shouldn't well, yeah, be any doubt that they're early. Well, I mean, let's let's say I grant you all that, and I'm not going to argue, I'm not going to quibble over all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It, then you get to the point where you've got to demonstrate that it's actually true. What these people are actually writing is accurate <clears throat> and honest, and uh, Jesus Christ actually rose from the grave. And well, let's, I don't know let's how look you're going to do that. Yeah, let's look at that. See, mm -hmm. proof is is different than persuasion. Because your worldview doesn't allow certain evidences to come in and fit, there's obviously no po possibility of proof to you. But how can I prove to you that Alexander the Great lived? Can't prove that's an that. Empty claim. Well, that's an empty claim that my worldview doesn't allow for proofs and evidence. I don't know if I exactly hold Proof of Christianity. Oh, proof. Well, no, I'm agnostic. I, listen, I would be happy if Christianity was true. And that would be awesome if there's an afterlife and a heaven and Jesus was a real thing. Like, I like some of Jesus' message, to be honest with you. I like the, the things that he taught on the Sermon on the Mount. Um, but that doesn't make it true just because I like what he said, what he had to say about things. Yeah, I so, agree. So I, I don't know how this is getting us to actually demonstrating that Jesus actually rose, rose from the grave. So the eyewitnesses wrote. Now, Matthew, John, Paul, Peter, Jude were eyewitnesses. This is the claim of the documents written very early in the first century. Sure, but that doesn't actually mean that what they wrote is actually honest and true. They were Jews. Jews believed in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie. Oh, God. Listen, just because people believe in morals doesn't mean they actually follow them. Come on, this is really crappy <clears throat> logic. You as a Christian, are you saying you're perfect, you never sinned, just because you believe in Okay, well, so then these people also could, even though they believe something <clears throat> is sinful or untrue or, or moral, doesn't mean they have to follow it. Okay, so you, what you're actually saying is that the Jews who live... <laughs> someone, laughed, someone said something dumb in the comments. Skylar's anti-Semitic, someone wrote, which is ridiculous. I'm sorry, Dad. You're saying that the Jews who lived from day one in the Jewish households to believe the word of God, to have the ceremonies, to have the, the um, festivals, to remember Moses, to remember the flood, to remember Genesis, to remember their father Abraham. And this is part of their culture. It's what they did. This is the whole time. They've been persecuted. They had been um, assaulted. They've been murdered as groups of people. They, this it. is their coherence people. And so they're holding on to the scriptures. And you're saying then that, hey, I got an idea, folks. Why don't we say that there was this guy named Jesus? We'll say that he did all these great things. Let's write up some stuff that he said. And let's say that he died on the cross and then rose from the dead. But it yeah. really didn't happen. So you're saying that the Jews no. then that's, purposely that's got not. together 
and then colluded for a gigantic lie that could be falsified. No, no, I think it's far more. You said you brought about honesty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me explain. Let me give me a moment to kind of respond to what you're saying here. Uh, You're strawmaning. You don't actually completely understand my position and what I, uh, my understanding and beliefs when it comes to scripture, things like that, historicity of it, things like that. But um, if, if you're, if you're, if you're claiming that these people are perfect and they aren't in, aren't infallible, I mean, look at look at the story of Moses, where I mean, God literally rescued these people from the Egyptians, part of the Red Sea, and what happened when they got back? They ended up worshiping another god. So it, it seems odd, like to make this kind of thing, like oh, you're giving all these reasons why they would never lie, or ne- it would it would be completely. There's no reason they'd be dishonest. Well, listen, they saw God part the Red Sea, and then all of a sudden they get back to this camp, and now they're worshiping another god. So these people are fallible, and that's not my position. I think you, you've you made a straw man of what I believe to be scriptures. I think people copied off each other with the scriptures, to be frank with you. Um, but you're the, the onus is on you to prove that this is actually true, what they're saying. And so far, you have not provided a reasonable uh, amount of uh, – a reasonable argument to show that these people this actually happened you're just you're basically appealing to what the bible says and i don't hold the bible as authority yes are there things about the bible that are historic yes are there people that were existed yes are there cities that existed yes uh but that doesn't mean uh the whole is is true so um you misrepresented what i said you said if you say man if you say they're perfect i never said they're perfect i said they're brought up to believe that lying is a sin I believe lying is a sin. I will not lie to you. I cannot lie to you. But you you do sin every once in a while, and even though you were brought up, do you ever sin? Are you without sin? Y- yes, that's true. But we're talking about the issue of lying oh, right okay, now. Okay, so no, 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 because it's about sin is the bigger picture. You're saying because someone was brought up not to sin, they won't do that sin. Lie is the specific example that you're using, but lying is just another example of a sin. And you're saying because someone was brought up to not to believe that this was immoral, therefore they won't do it. And that doesn't reasonably follow. You brought up the issue of their honesty, which deals with lying. I'm yes. going off of what you said. So no, now you're no, trying to. I honestly understand. I understand that's what I said. Yes. Yeah. And I wrote down what you said. I take notes. You said it. I'm repeating what you said and going off what you said. That's all. And okay. then you no, said I, that I'm I not said disagreeing they were that you're going off of what I'm saying. I, that's not the issue. But you're, you're, then, you're dodging the issue of what. What's going on here? I'm not dodging anything. I'm trying to, to focus. You're, you're more focused on me and what I said, opposed to the issue with the with the issue at hand is is that people, not just because someone knows that something is wrong doesn't mean that they won't do it. And that's your argument with lying. These people knew that lying was wrong, and you used the example of yourself. You said, "Hey, I know lying's wrong, so there I won't do it." So I don't know what you you expect me to think from that. I'm focused on you because I'm debating you. Obviously. Now, yeah, that's why I'm focusing on what you're saying. That's not the okay? issue, man. It, it, the issue is I'm trying to lay the case out. Okay. You said that they're going to be basically colluding and lying. And I'm just responding to that. Then you, what you do is you kind of move the goalpost. Now prove it. Wait a minute. I can't prove anything. All I can give you is a preponderance of the evidence that exists. Because your position would raise certain issues that have to be addressed. And is your position really realistic? Because I'm telling you that these guys were raised not to lie. They were raised to honor God and to 
lie would be to dishonor God, and then to say that Jesus is God in flesh, as the Bible says, as they say, and I can quote you the references, would then be a blasphemous thing against the Ten Commandments. And to do this would mean that the Pharisees and the Sadducees at the time would want to kill them. And if the Pharisees didn't kill him, the Roman soldiers would want to kill him because Rome was teaching what was called Caesaropapism at the time, emperor worship. So what you're saying here is that these guys are getting together and they're going to say, hey, you know what? Let's just make it up. Let's lie about this. But you have to then explain why they would risk everything, their families. Their families could be punished. Why they'd risk their children who could be punished. I mean, you just went to go take care of your child. All right. And I'm a father, too. I mean, you wouldn't ever do something like that to hurt your child. You protect other people's children as well. I'm sure you're that kind of guy. But but you understand that Muslims and ISIS die for things that aren't true all the time. Yes, so it's not that's the, another topic. So, yeah, well, th- it's the same thing. No, you're, it's not. To, I'll tell you why. Try, oh, no, hold on. Let me finish then. You're trying to make this argument because of all <laughs> these different things. There are reasons why they shouldn't lie or wouldn't lie. And people get mis, uh, have misunderstandings about the world all the time and die for silly reasons. And you're straw man. Once again, you're straw. You, you act as if you understand my complete position on Bible history, how the, how the scriptures were written. You're creating a straw man that I have not even articulated. Um, no, so I'm not. I'm working with what you said. No, 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 because I haven't said much about the historicity of the Bible and things like that. You've created a complete straw man based on what you believe. No, it's I not think. a straw man. It is. I have, okay, what did I specifically say about the Bible? written, doesn't have the historical no. markers. Matthew was written before that. Luke no, was written before that. that. That's not, it's not it's about my man. position, how I view the scriptures. How do you think I view those scriptures? That's the straw man you, that you're You creating. already told me you don't believe that they're true. Yes. But you had all these extra details like about how people are conspirators, like coming together to lies, a big conspiracy. <laughs> did I say anything like that? Did I make anything? Did I say anything close? No, to you didn't say, yes, you did. Yes, you did. No, I just yes, said that did. we don't know. When sure. you said they were dishonest, that means they, they is a group dishonest. that has to get together to be dishonest. The authors of the Bible. And it, also, also, it doesn't mean that necessarily there were all these different authors. Obviously, uh, there, there are different. There's all types of views when it comes to scripture, um, and whether people, uh, obviously, the people who actually witnessed Jesus didn't actually write the scriptures. These aren't the same people. These are things. Matthew wrote on. Matthew. John wrote John. Yeah. Good luck justifying that and actually and actually well, doing know, that. Well, you know what? The early church was right there, and they're the ones who knew, and they wrote, and that's what it was. No matter well, what I say, that? how would you verify uh, see, that? See, there you go. No matter what I say, no. verify, verify, uh, verify. I, I know, I know. Everything I say is wrong. Everything you say is wrong. I didn't I say mean, everything you say is wrong. That's what you're I framing, said everything you say you want to verify, verify, verify. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry that want, I'm right? asking you to back. I'm sorry that I'm asking you to back up your information with facts and evidence. I'm sorry that we're doing I that. I am in a, doing in a, that in a, in a debate. No, you're not. You're just claiming. All you're doing is asserting these people are being truthful. You're asserting what would exactly constitute a what fact. Happened. What would constitute you a fact me, to you? You may give you a definition of a fact. Hold on. No, just tell me. I'm going to give you the definition. I don't like to do that. I don't sit there and give my own subjective definitions of words. I'd rather actually. Okay, while you look it up, let me a clarify. A thing is known or oh. proved to be true. Proof. What is proof for? Logic and mathematics. Proof to be true. Prove to be true. true. You need to prove it needs to be proved to be true what you are arguing. You How am I going to prove that, it? That you can't. That's the point. Exactly. Is, I can't it, prove it to you. Well, then you should switch. Then you should switch your argumentation up and try to argue a different way. You should try to do the logical whoa, whoa, proof whoa. aspects. Whoa, 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 If if I have historical evidence, you're going to say it's not proof. Well, let me ask you. Do you believe uh, <clears throat> Socrates existed? 
I don't know if he existed. Do you believe Plato existed? I don't know if he existed. Do you believe Caesar Augustus existed? I don't know for a fact that these people existed. <laughs> Do you believe? What's your point? <laughs> oh, 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 wait, sorry, sorry. You've been enough. You have to tell you. I know. Get, get to your point. You don't have to keep asking the question. I'm not going. I'm going to be. Alexander the Great. Did he exist? Hold on one sec. Just here. Just here. Skyler, what you were saying, I just want to be sure we get to hear you. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut it. I know you didn't mean to cut him off, Matt. Oh. Just wanted to make sure I, we get equal time. So uh, continue and ask me if people existed. Like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know these things for facts if these people existed. Uh, you should ask somebody who studies history if those people ex if those people actually existed. Um, I would say with Alexander the Great, there's probably much more evidence for it. It seems like that. Um, have <laughs> I done a thorough study into whether Alexander the Great existed? No. You, you want me to be humble? You want me to be honest? Would you rather me lie and say that I know for a fact that he existed? I don't. So you can either have the truth or you can try to like make it into something that makes me look bad. So whatever you want, man. Do you believe Alexander the Great, Socrates, and Plato existed? Uh, don't throw them all together. I think there's much more evidence for Alexander the Great than there okay. is for Socrates. So you Plato. believe – okay, so you believe Alexander the Great. Prove to me he lived. Go ahead, prove it. Well, no, listen. I'm not. My goal isn't to try to prove. Like I said, I don't. I, I said I believe it based on some of the stuff that's gone through history. But I'm not going to. The argument, the debate tonight is not whether Alexander the Great existed. Why are you trying to make this about something that is not what the debate topic is? It's your burden of proof Simple. to show that Christianity is true. Simple. If you require of me historical uh, from historical event proof, I can ask the same thing of you. Sure. Unless I'm you not, have I'm a double a standard. Unless you have a I'm not making a, you a believe... definitive claim. I'm not making a definitive claim that you just Alexander said you, you believe no, that he existed. Said, no, no, no. But no, there's a difference saying I believe something. I do. Be it's like I believe my wife's not cheating on me. There's no way I can know with absolute 100% certainty that she isn't. Right? The evidence leads us that way. So what you're doing is you're trying once again. You're getting away from the actual argument tonight because you think this. No, is I'm showing you the principles that you have are so inconsistent. Are you Christianity? No, 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 no. There's nothing. I'm saying you're I don't know for 100 percent. I'm to show fact. you, Matt. I don't know for 100 percent fact that Alexander is the great existed. You don't. I asked you, do you believe he existed? Believing in something and knowing it to be a fact. I just asked if you believe. I, I understand, but I'm trying to explain the difference, right? Do you understand the difference? You mean like that can black, indirect, I can indirect? Something. I can believe the difference. I can believe something exists. It doesn't mean I necessarily know it as a fact. Like I can state a fact. Like I know that I'm not your Christian God. I know that as a fact, but that is not the case. But I don't know a hundred percent that Alexander the Great existed. I haven't done the research, the study, or any of that things to be honest. Do you believe he existed? It's like you don't even listen to me. I do. Not 100%, you said. I just asked you if you believed. Okay. Well, I, I've articulated, so you can move on. So, I'm not if it's okay for you, you know, because you're stuck, if you require of me what you're, you're so not going to if you're not going to require of me what you're going to require of yourself also, and vice versa, then who's the one who's not humble? You have a double standard here. I haven't boasted about now, myself once in this whole conversation. You've boasted about yourself many times. Well, you know what? If I give my credentials to try and demonstrate that I know what I'm talking about, particularly in Calvinism, you should at least understand that I'm telling you the truth. You don't understand what you criticize when it it's, comes it's to Calvinism. A, it's not a, just an appeal to authority when you're appealing to your own self, it, that you're like, well, I'm an authority on this because I've studied this. No, 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 no. Don't try and attack me and make yourself feel better or look better. It's that, not going to no, work. That's what it, that's what it is. That's you're, not you're what it is. You're appealing to yourself as if you're, you're, no, you're arguing I have the credentials. 
essential because, to be able to tell you what Christianity you know, is, what Calvinism is. You so don't. You claim, so you claim. Listen, I have a – so my show, I have a guy named Dr. Josh Bowen who can read Aramaic, Hebrew, <coughs> Greek, has a master's of divinity, has a PhD in Assyriology. He would disagree with you on all these facts. So just really? know that you – yes, yes, How do you know? Because we had a whole, because uh, actually him and I have on, on everything, right? Would you would you like me to would you like me to explain to you? You want to interrupt me? I can explain to you because actually before we came on the show, we were actually doing a pre-show and we were watching a previous conversation that you and I had had, and uh, we were actually going over some of this stuff. So yes, I know that he would disagree, and I'm happy to have you on the show to have a conversation with him. He would love to talk to you. The dude what do you want to talk about? Uh, we could talk about scriptural criticism, some of the things that you were arguing for. I would love to do that. Absolutely, criticism. I'm not yeah. an expert in textual criticism, is he? I believe so. I don't okay. know. Well, then we have to get. I know. I know. Here's here's what I know. Here's what I know. I know he could read Hebrew. I know he could read Greek. I know he could read Aramaic. He's got a PhD in Assyriology. He's got a Master's of Divinity. What's Assyriology? You don't know. <laughs> What's Assyriology? It's a study of the ancient Near East. Assyriology. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, can we go back to you providing evidence? I have given you evidence. Yeah. And then you say, I want proof, and I'm trying to show you that you're inconsistent in what you require of yourself versus yeah. what you require of me. But you realize but I that give you the I, evidence but, that okay. Acts was written before 60 AD, doesn't have the historical markers, Luke was written before that, written by the eyewitnesses, the church fathers very early on attributed it to the early stuff. You say it's not proof. Well, of course it's not proof. Proof is for mathematics and logic. This is evidence. You do with the evidence what you want. You said evidence that's what we're supposed to be discussing tonight it's not about proof it's about evidence you want so, evidence i give you evidence and when you say give me proof that's not what we're supposed to be debating about tonight sure so let me let me point this out even if i am inconsistent let's grant you that i am inconsistent. you are okay let's grant you that does that add any does that add, does that add anything to the truthfulness of your statements no what it does it okay, shows so you then why would you hold on, why, hold on no 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 hold on hold on then why would you focus because it, it's irrelevant to the debate my inconsistency on morality whether my inconsistency on this has no bearing on whether you actually arguing your position and what you do this is a tactic by theists and apologists in order to attack the other person instead of having to deal with their burden of evidence and their burden of proof it shows the inconsistency of your position in that when I give you the evidence, you automatically reject it. But you don't reject it in other venues because you will accept those. It shows your inconsistency and your lack of objectivity when it comes to our debate at hand. That's why it's relevant. I appreciate your opinion. Where do you the want to resurrection go of Jesus Christ by the eyewitness recorded and accurately represented, accurately transmitted from then to now. You have to be able to say that it did not happen. The resurrection of Christ is the most important event in history that combined with the crucifixion. This guy rose from the dead. And you have to explain it. You said something earlier. Christianity is based, you know, people die for what they believe. Muslims do. Yes, they die for what they believe. Atheists die for what they believe. Homosexuals die for what they believe. Everybody dies for what they believe. These early Christians we're talking about didn't die for just simply what they believe, but what they saw. They said they saw it. That's different. It's different than what a Muslim might do today who has this irrational belief in Islam and the Quran. What we're talking about here is the early documents as evidence for Christianity written very early on. That is evidence for Christianity, and it is very early. And you have to explain, if these guys are colluding and dishonest, as you said, they're dishonest, 
then they're risking their lives, they're risking their families, they're risking everything. For what? A lie that can be demonstrated not to be true by the other people around them? I, I said that was a possibility. I didn't say it was actually the case that these people were lying. Okay, then there's lots, there's lots of possibility. There's give me another one then. Okay, uh, give me another listen, one why it's my, not true. Listen, my, my job is not to prove that Christianity, the evidence of Christianity is true. That is your job. No, 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 that's not true. The job is, is there evidence? I'm presenting evidence. That's my job. I don't, I don't, I don't count what you say as evidence. I don't, the Bible is no authority. I do not accept your evidence. <laughs> what are we talking about? No matter what I do, it's, that's not evidence. No, no, no matter what I, I say, it's not evidence. That's why I thought about the moral this. was actually about much this. more productive. But we can talk How about I mean, this. The, the logic stuff would probably be pretty interesting too. How about this? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> do you know what gematria is? I don't. Please explain to me. <clears throat> Words have mathematical values, okay? Okay. Because words in Greek are also numbers. Okay. Now, the account of the birth of Matthew, a, a birth of Jesus in the book of Matthew. Now, you know seven's a very significant number, right? I've heard that, yeah. Oh, it is. Did you know that in the, the uh, section of Scripture of Mark, Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now, tell me if this is not very good evidence for the inspiration of the book of Matthew. Inspiration, beyond man's ability. When you look at the Greek, and you take each Greek letter, you put it into a number, it's equivalent, mm -hmm. you find out that the number of words in the pericope, a pericope is a section of scripture. It's 161, which is 23 times seven. No big deal. The number of letters is 128 times 7. In other words, it's divisible by 7 exactly. Each one of these I'm going to tell you now is exactly by 7. Now, I tried doing this. I'm a smart guy. I tried doing this. I got like three sentences in. I couldn't go any further. I tried to mimic something like this. I couldn't do it. The number of words in the pericope divisible by 7 exactly. The number of letters by 7 exactly. Of the 161 words that occur in 105 forms, that has to do with Greek structure, is exactly by seven. Of those 105 forms, the number of verbs divisible exactly by seven. The gematria, the mathematical equivalence of those words, is the value of those 161 words, all of matted up, is exactly divisible by seven. The gematria value of all the letters is also divisible by seven exactly. Mm. The six Greek words uh, found, uh, nowhere, there are six Greek words found there that occur right there in those verses that aren't found anywhere in the Gospel of, of Matthew. Just six words, right that little section. Those six words, the gematria, divisible by seven. The total letters of those six words is 56, which is eight times seven. The number of proper names in that pericope, divisible by seven. The number of letters in those names, divisible by seven. Emmanuel occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. Only right there. It's called a hophix legomena. It's gematria divisible by seven. When speaking to Joseph, the number of words the angel uses is exactly divisible by seven. The gematria of the 77 words that are there is divisible by seven exactly. Can you explain how that's possible? I don't, I don't know what the argument is here. You're just telling me what the, what, how the scripture is written. What's the conclusion? It's impossible for a mere human no, to do that. Absolutely not. You, if, if, listen. Go ahead and do like, it. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, if if the Greeks, if, if people wrote in Greek in numbers, obviously they knew how to write uh, within numbers. Uh, so it'd be like the same kind of thing, like uh, like Shakespeare. He wrote uh, what's a pentabular? I forget how what the exact term is. But there was a pick a particular way that Shakespeare wrote. Um, I don't know what your conclusion is. So you have a number based system uh, based on particular words that add up to a certain number. I don't know what your, your overall conclusion is. Uh, mere human being can't do that. Here's another one. Okay, how would this you is for the viewers? That. How would you demonstrate that a human being couldn't do that? Because the mathematics are far, far, far too complex. Are, are you telling me that people were were not as smart back then that they couldn't do math back then? Try it. I mean, dude. Try it. I mean, I believe algebra came from <clears throat> the Middle East. Try it from Iraq. Listen, just because I can't do something doesn't mean that somebody else can't do something. All the this listeners try it. Try it. Here's another one. I don't think people even understand what they're asking, what you're asking them to do. Like this is not, this is just an assertion. You're just claiming that people can't do it. You don't have a way to demonstrate that people can't do this. All I'm saying is, try it. At least I try it's, things. I try. Sure, it's, I'm, dude. Okay, so it's complicated. So what? It's so complicated that it's beyond our normal ability to do these things. Okay, you you would need to demonstrate that that is impossible. And you're not going to be able to I didn't say. I said it was beyond our normal ability. It didn't say impossible, okay. did I? Okay. Well, then if people can do it, then it's then it's, I don't know what your argument is. There it is. I got this on the screen. You guys can see it. For those who are viewing, you can take a look at this and you can check this stuff out. And you can see you won't even try to do something like this. How does this work? This is so complex. It's so incredibly like, complex like a- to perfection. You try and make a paragraph with seven that's divisible by seven letters, the total number of, me, of words divisible by seven, and make the same paragraph has exactly seven words divisible by seven, the number of letters divisible by seven, the number of vowels that start, uh, that words that start with a vowel divisible by seven, start with a consonant by seven, the syllables by seven. You start doing this down like this over and over and over, pretty soon you're going to f- just give up because it's far, far too complex. This goes on and on and on. You want evidence, but here's a problem. The problem isn't the evidence. The problem is your worldview. Your worldview does not allow this to be considered evidence. No matter what I give you, it can't be considered evidence. I could go to this right here. Right here, there's a prophecy of 173,880 days. Right there is where this is. In the book of Daniel, 924 through 27. It doesn't matter what I say. This is a prophecy of the coming of Christ, 173,880 days in advance. Yes, It's not evidence, is it? I get your assertion. There it is. Take a look. Okay, I'm going to respond now, Matt. I can't do physics either. It doesn't mean that people can't do physics. I'm like I, this is such a laughable argument to say because I can't do something or and you already claimed it was possible that people could do this so I don't know what 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 you're actually arguing if it's possible somebody can do this then it doesn't require God so this I didn't say it was possible I didn't you, say you it was possible that, you, so you're saying no so are you saying that a human being could have done these calculations or no I didn't well it depends on what we would say by calculations let me finish if they have a computer now with sophisticated programs that could do this kind of a thing, then it'd be possible for a human to do it. Back obviously, then, I'm that's referencing different. the people. Obviously, I'm referencing the people back yeah, then. Yeah, I'm going to say they couldn't do it. How am I going to prove they can't do it? Yeah, that's up to you. You're going to have to. So if, it doesn't if you matter. Can't, then, the, then this point doesn't isn't matter. Because okay, yeah, okay, so then it doesn't. Then I dismiss your argument. It that's exactly matter. what you do. 
You just dismiss things. Yeah, because you haven't provided evidence that it's impossible for somebody to be able to do this. Oh, but and I'm I, showing and, and you. And honestly, and here's the thing too, is I haven't done any study into this particular type of thing with numbers in Greek. So I'm not going to be an ass and try to actually make an argument about it. I'm saying that just logically, if you're saying that it's possible, you're, well, now you're saying it's impossible humans can do it. You would have to demonstrate that it's impossible for people to do this. Hey, you want me to, argument to be demonstrate a negative. negative? So you're asking me to demonstrate a negative? No, no, no. I'm asking universal you to negative? show. No, no. Your your claim is that what I'm doing. Do Matt, 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 hold on. I'm ex please stop interrupting me. Your claim was that a human being could not do these math calculations, right? That's your claim. I'm asking you to demonstrate that a human being could not do these calculations. No, I can't claim. I can't. Excuse me. I cannot prove that no person back then couldn't have done it. That's an impossible okay, request for you. Oh, well, then, exactly. No, exactly. There is no way that you could demonstrate. So then that. you're asking me to so do then, the impossible well, as a yeah, refutation? Well, yes. Yes, because then your argument is invalid. What? Because whoa, then you whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, What no, argument? No no, 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 no. Then you have made a claim that you cannot demonstrate. Your claim was <coughs> that nobody could do this calculations. I ask you to demonstrate that claim that nobody could do these calculations. Your respond, nobody could demonstrate that a human being could do these calculations. So, yes, you can't demonstrate it. Thank you. Okay. So you dismiss it based on that. Yeah, because you cannot provide okay. evidence that that is actually the case. Okay, that, that's what you're going to do. And that would be a plausible uh, reason for why, like I said, I haven't done the research in this, so I like this is kind of pointless to kind of argue over. Uh, but yeah, so if you can't demonstrate that a human couldn't do it, and that's why I'm saying that possibly a human could have done it. Uh, okay. And you can't, not so. <clears throat> well, then this I could say the same thing. If you think it's possible, show me how it's possible that someone back then could have done that. Because human minds can make calculations. You can't you prove that you, someone you, back then can. I can't prove that someone back then can't. Great, great, what you're asking is the impossible, well, and this is not how you refute this. it. The well, evidence is right here. If you can't demonstrate, if you can't demonstrate your claim, then we shouldn't be having an argument about this topic. You wanted evidence. I'm giving you evidence. This is the evidence right here. Look on the screen. I'm, this I'm, is I'm evidence. Just, how do you explain this? That a person that a person could do mathematical calculations? That's how I I didn't say it. just mathematical calculations. That's that's a misrepresentation of what I said. I didn't say you could do math, mathematical I never said that. You keep misrepresenting me. I'm saying how can I do something Matt, like this? Look on the screen. How can they do that? Matt, I'm not gonna argue or something that I'm not familiar with. I want people to see it. They should. And you can't refute people, it. Yeah, because I haven't studied it. Just like I haven't studied physics, and if someone that was that was asking me a question about physics, they're like, "You can't refute this physics concept." Of course, I wouldn't, because I haven't studied this particular aspect. <clears throat> and you might want to look at this one too on the screen, and look at the evidence here. How is this detailed prophecy possible? Oh, uh, let's let's talk prophecy. This is a better angle. Which okay, one let's do that. Say? Let's do yeah. that. This one right here. I don't see it. What is it? Seventy weeks have been decreed for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, etc. So you are to know it. What's, what's the chapter and verse? Can I look it up for you? Daniel nine twenty four through twenty seven. Okay, and what is being predicted here? So you are. I'll read it. So you are to know and discern that from the issuing of a decree to restore and build Jerusalem, rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again, the plaza and the moat, even in times of distress. Then after 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. And the people of the Prince who is to come will destroy the city, etc. So and you're this saying, is. Uh -huh. 
This is this is what it is. Now, <clears throat> Daniel 25, from the issuing of the decree to restore uh-huh. and rebuild Jerusalem, that occurred on March 14th, 445 BC. Okay, Daniel 25. What was the Daniel verse? Nine. Daniel 9, 25. Okay, Daniel 9. Okay, Daniel 9. Let me go, let me read along with you. I like, their, I like to do Bible studies. I like to kind of do. So Daniel 9, and then we're down to verse 25, you said? Yeah, Daniel 9, okay, the pericope. So you, Okay, so you know and understand this from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler comes, there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt with the streets and a trench, but in the times of trouble. After the 62 sevens, the anointed one will put to death, will be put to death and will have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. This end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end. And the desolations have been decreed. He will confirm a covenant with many of seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put end to sacrifice and offerings. And the temple, he will set up an abomination that comes, causes desolation until the end that is decreed and poured out on him. So basically, you're arguing that the people who wrote the New Testament, uh, well, here's what I'm going to say. The people who have new, wrote the New Testament obviously were aware of the, the prophecies of the Old Testament. And it's very easy to be able to kind of write fulfillments of prophecies. Uh, after you know what the prophecy is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, so it says in Daniel 9, a week of years, that's a Shibuim, seven years. Mm-hmm. Go down here, Daniel 9, says a seven, seven plus 62 weeks, or as you said, sevens, which is fine. That comes so out the scripture just... scripture I read said, yeah. That, that's fine. That's a total of 800, and, oh, excuse me, 800, 483 years. That's how many weeks of years those are. Okay. Ancient calendars were based on a 360-day year, not 365. That's a real okay. interesting topic, which I know a lot of well, some stuff interesting stuff about. The calendars all started changing around the world around 701 BC. That's worth an interesting discussion in itself, off-topic. 483 years by times 360 days, 173,880 days from. March 14th, 445 BC. Matt, this is, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't studied this. That's so okay. I, I, I have no problem with that. I know, but the problem is, is I have no way to kind of address it or deal with it. Uh, and okay. if, I mean, if you just want to tell the audience, that's fine. I'll, I'll just sit quietly. You can tell the audience about what you're arguing here, but I haven't studied this. I don't understand what you're actually arguing here. Um, so that's fine, but it isn't very helpful for our debate. And I don't think it's very interesting. I mean, but if I'm you want to explain yeah, no, explain to the audience, but I'm just not going to have anything to really say about this particular topic. 172,880 days from March 14, 445 BC, the Messiah came into Jerusalem. Jesus came into Jerusalem riding a donkey, exactly as was prophesied. 172,880 days. Yes, I, I get that people in the New Testament were able to write fulfillments of the Old Testament prophecy. Because so you they mean the Old Testament fulfillment prophecy? Can you can you prove that's true? No, I'm just saying that that's a possibility. Oh, so you've made us an assertion. A logical possibility. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, listen, well, I'm not here to make it. I'm not trying to make it. That's up to you. It's your job right. to prove. I'm, I'm showing you logical possibilities of what could have happened. Uh, and it's much more logically possible that people who wrote the old, uh, people who wrote the New Testament would look back at the Old Testament and be like, hey, how can I write this for prof- prof- prophecy is fulfilled? Um, because human beings uh, lie. I hate to tell you, human beings lie. They cheat. They do all kinds of things throughout history. So okay. I, I don't know, maybe, like I said, this just isn't a very convincing argument for me. I, I'd much rather it's not, not for you. 
One, sure. One second. One thing. Show you. Yeah, we are. But it's, going like, this to, is. I'm going to be honest. You're not doing anything with this guy. Yeah, but you said they made it look we're like. Going okay, to go to super chat. Or, uh, we're going to read the super chats in a second, uh, and then if we can get to the questions, uh, I should say additional questions. So, just want to give you guys like a two minute warning, and then we should probably switch over. I've, it's gone a little bit longer than planned, but I'm <clears> sorry. It's just been really interesting. So, it's been awesome. See this right here. This is written a thousand BC. Crucifixion was not invented. You can read the whole part, but the main part worth looking at for, for time's sake is here. Yes, this isn't necessarily talking about crucifixion. And actually, there's huge debate. This is something Dr. Josh and I, my, my co-host, we're talking about the Hebrew in this, and this is actually hugely debated uh, within theologians about what this is actually articulating. Okay. Uh, it isn't necessarily talking about crucifixion here. Um, fact, yeah, when they when pierced they, his hands and his feet, can yes, count all his bones. About, yes, piercing basically within the Hebrew was about stabbing or killing somebody. Okay. So it isn't necessarily talking about Hebrew. It isn't talking about okay. necessarily the crucifixion. Right. It's talking about stabbing somebody and killing them. And uh, they count all his bones. They divide his garments. They cast lots. This has nothing to do with Jesus, right? No. What, what, yes, I don't believe it has to do with Jesus, actually. Okay. I think that the New Testament tries to appeal to this. <clears throat> And, and say that this is about Jesus. Okay. But when you actually look at the Hebrew here, it, it isn't actually talking about crucifixion. It's talking about stabbing and killing somebody, more well, killing somebody. Yeah, there's a debate, and you're going to pick which side fits your debate. I happen to know this issue as well. Another topic. But you see, the thing is, this is written 1000 BC, and it certainly fits very well. Like so many other things in the Old Testament fit very well. What was written, your thing is to come back with, they made it look like it. Well, that's just your excuse. You can't demonstrate it's true. I can provide all kinds of evidences. What you'll do is just dismiss them all and say, see, I won the debate, so to speak, because he didn't convince me. Well, of course I'm not going to convince you. Your worldview doesn't allow this to be true evidence. That's not the issue. The issue is what's your worldview? Is your worldview really coherent? Is your worldview really objective enough to look at this kind of evidence? There is certainly evidence. But whether you're going to accept it, that's a different topic. Yes, I understand these are all assertions and claims on your part uh, about me and what how I view things. Uh, but listen, I mean, giving me your opinions about how I view things is not relevant. It's about your worldview. I, I, you don't understand my complete worldview. Just telling you that I'm an agnostic does not mean that I'm open to evidence and truth and these kind of things. You've asserted that. I so can derive you from, your, your, from listen, your statements what your worldview yes, I, is. I get you have opinions about me and how I view the world. That's fine. Opinions aren't arguments. Well, then why are you giving is... your opinion that I'm arrogant and boasting? Those oh, are yours, no, no, no. Right? It's not an opinion. that you, No, you were actually not being humble by definition. We are going to, uh, if we can, just give, because Matt started, uh, if we give Skylar the last word before we go to yeah. Q&A, if you have any point, uh, or if you're yeah. good with that, Skylar, we can jump yeah, in. Yeah, just a minute. I'll just say something for like a minute. I, I just want you guys to notice what actually happened in this conversation is that it was more attacks on me personally and how I view things that I won't allow information instead of actually just addressing the issues that I was bringing up. You see the frustration that happened when we were talking about morality because I wouldn't follow his script because I've learned his script. I've talked to him like four or five times. He just doesn't remember talking to him. Um, and the thing about it is like, you can attack me all you want, man. You can think that I'm, I'm not willing, I'm not an honest uh, debater or an honest uh i'm not honestly willing to look at the information i'm just saying that your argumentation is poor in my opinion uh, others may find you convincing i don't find you convincing and I, I think that if you didn't 
come off so like um arrogant at some, some points i think that and you just talked to me like a human being and didn't try to be so argumentative i probably it probably have been more effective with me and leading me to your position but that's it You're, let me respond to that uh let's see i mean if you're okay with i mean if you want to have a response to this one and then at some point if it's okay with skylar has the last word that's fine we just can... because we let you start matt but if uh we uh mr presenter he just told lies i didn't lie yes you did you i mean dude you boasted about yourself over and over it's about not your boasting boasting is something that occurs in here i wasn't boasting i was informing you and giving you the reason to believe that i've studied these issues and you accuse me of ill motives you don't know my heart that's not true boasting is what occurs in the heart it wasn't in my heart to do that it was to inform you and furthermore you're the I, one I who's attacking me personally you're the one attacking me personally saying i'm boasting and all these other issues about my internal thing i'm saying it's your worldview that needs to be examined and that i've given you evidence and you try and turn it around different ways i busted you on this several times it's an issue of worldviews i did not say you weren't honest either when you said that you're misrepresenting things i say and you do it constantly Skylar, you got to do better. You got to study the Calvinism that you want to attack, and you got to study the arguments. And when I corner you about things, attacking me personally isn't the way to win your argument. It may make your buddies feel good online, but it's not how you win an argument. You haven't done anything to demonstrate that the evidence that I have given you isn't valid or doesn't carry any weight. All you've done is come back and say, I don't approve of it. I don't believe it. I don't accept it. Well, what? I'm supposed to argue against your personal beliefs? That's irrational to do that you want evidence i've given you evidence yes there's evidence for christianity you just don't accept it that's all yeah I'll, this will be the last thing james and yeah i don't accept the uh what you argue tonight uh and that's true i don't i don't think you made good arguments i think that you tried to strawman my position a couple times and listen uh you know this thing where i i know about your background matt i'm not unaware i've talked to you like four or five times and you don't remember it which is fine people don't always remember having conversations but i've talked to you like four or five times and funny enough with the morality thing you've actually gone through the same routine with me like at least five times um so that's okay i'm just saying that i was not convinced by your arguments we can go we can go to the uh we can go to q a we are Glad to have you here, everybody. We will go through these questions as fast as we can. I want to try to respect the time of the debaters as they um, we're honored to have them here. And so I want to, it's like, I, we probably can't read through all these in two minutes. I don't know if you guys have a little extra time. If, you, if you're I have to... as much time as you want, my man. I'm free for you. James, you know I love you. That's nice. I appreciate it. We uh, Stephen Steen, thanks for your super chat. He said, in all caps, absolute truth. James is the most beautiful boy here. That is so. That's so true. Weird. That's true. Okay, thank you. For <laughs> that, that is the absolute truth. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Stephen. YouTube Surgeon General. Thank you for your super chat. I'm going to read their bizarre conversation. He said, "I'll fight Stephen Steen," and Stephen said, "YouTube Surgeon General puts his socks on after he puts his shoes on." They uh, got into a small war here. YouTube Surgeon General responded, "I'm sorry." Your dad left you by that dumpster. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Maynard Saves, thanks for your super chat. Question for Matt. Uh, why did your God supply humans with cannabinoid receptors if he didn't make <laughs> cannabis for us? I don't know for sure if they're serious, but I guess... God says he makes all the herbs for our health. I have no problem with people using cannabis if it's for their health. Not a problem. I agree with Matt. This is something we agree on. 
God gave us every seed bearing plant, as, as the good Lord says in Genesis. Gotcha. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, we've got more bidding. Where, what is it called? Um, Super Chat Wars between Steven and YouTube Surgeon General. Uh, Steven, uh, or YouTube Surgeon General, says, Because I, I left you by the, the dumpster because I hated splitting presents with you. I don't understand that. Converse Contender, thanks for your super chat as well. They said objective means independent of human opinion, Skylar. So I think that they're pressing you on your, uh, mm-hmm. in some way, on your moral position, Skylar. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't believe morality is independent of human opinion and minds. That's the, uh, that's the theist position. I was asking for a demonstration that that is true. That exist that morals are outside of human minds. I directly believe that human be that morals come from our minds, uh, based on our opinions, emotions, empathy, and a whole lot of other stuff. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Next up, mm-hmm. Dave Dalafor. <laughs> thanks for your super chat. Uh, this is like Matt. For some of these, I don't know if you want to respond or. I mean, it's not exactly a syllogism, but they said, "Matt, demonstrate your God. You can't buy." If you want to respond, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. That's a, a Schuyler twin. Uh, that's all it is. You can't, therefore. He doesn't know all of my arguments, so he just see I can't before he's heard them. We don't call that objectivity. I yeah. heard all your arguments tonight before I made objections to them. No, I got other arguments you haven't heard yet. I know. Now, we didn't discuss those, did we? So I didn't object them. I didn't object to them before you said them. Mm, let's see. Just, just keep on moving. The YouTube Surgeon General, thanks for your super chat. They said... I torched the poop out of my gigapet. I don't know what that means, but thanks for that. Tor Lane, thanks for your super chat. They said, question for Matt. Uh, in order to be aware of God's existence, must you first presuppose the reliability of your sense perception? That's an interesting question. Presuppose the reliability of sense perception. Um in order to be aware of God's existence, first of all, uh, in order to be aware of God's existence is something decree <clears throat> revealed in Scripture that God reveals himself to us in our hearts. Everyone knows that God is, is existing. Some suppress the truth of God's existence in their unrighteousness. The awareness of God's existence is not simply by sight or seeing, by our sense perception that implies the issue of materiality, and God doesn't reveal himself that way. That's not how he revealed himself to me the day that I got saved, which is a very profound experience. I'm not using it as proof, but it was not by sensory experience. So the question is interesting, but it's also kind of a non sequitur, not to be insulting to the one who asked it. It just demonstrates that there's mixing of two categories, a category error. God's existence is not determined by sensory experience. It's different. The evidence of God's existence is by sensory experience as well as intellectual stuff and spiritual and emotional. It's broader than that. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Next up, I have a question from, let's see, this is actually a strange interchange. Jeff Jarrett, thanks for your super chat. They said, Matt is, in all capital letters, spanking Skyler. Wow. Franks92 responded by saying, Skyler is <laughs> spanking Matt. Wow. A lot of spanking. Lots of spanking uh, going on. Yeah, so, I don't want to get into that. Uh, yeah. So, that's so the, I think Matt and I can agree you're not doing each other. Not doing that. That's morally, that's morally wrong. No spanking tonight. Uh, Genius Tracks, thanks for your super chat. They said, uh, for Matt, coercion is a literal infringement on one's will. God threatens us with hell if we don't do what he'd like. He was coercing us, and therefore, we do not have free will. 
by proxy. So, <laughs> sorry, no problem. That's not uh, how free will is defined or understood. Free will is is uh, making you do an action you don't want to do. Uh, can God make you believe, uh, so to speak, in Jesus against your will? It's not what the Christian perspective is. God regenerates. Regeneration precedes faith in a in a temporal priority. Excuse me, in a logical priority, not a temporal priority. That's another issue. But uh, no, you're misunderstanding what the issue of free will is and coercion is, and as it relates to them, and that's that's not it. God doesn't. He threatens us. He's not a threat. It's a fact. Look, hell's coming, and he's saying you ought to believe in him. He's not making you believe in him. You freely can choose to rebel. So it's not coercion. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Next up, let's see. Got Matt Thagad. Uh, thanks for your super chats. They said two in a row. They said Matt's arguments are riddled with fallacies and BS. And they said, please debate me, Matt Slick. And who is this guy? What's, uh, it, what's his nickname? It's Matt, like M-A-T-T, -T, and then the God, but the is spelled T-H-A. Okay, so let me get this straight. So someone who is rather insulting, who hides behind a nickname, wants me to take him seriously and debate him, just just like that, right, Skyler? Well, I will say here's the thing. Uh, I, the reason I don't use my real name is I've gotten death threat from different Christians about my killing my children, uh, all kinds what? of different things. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. About you killing your children? I understand. Yeah. So people have threatened to kill my children, to kill me. Uh, That's any not kind of true Christianity. Well, I, I know you don't view it as true. Yeah, but but here's the thing is like the reason, even if it is not great, I, I agree with you. I don't think people who actually threaten to kill children is is in any way emulating Christ or Jesus or anything like that, okay. um, to be fair and honest. Uh, but there is a danger to putting your real information, your real name out there uh, because of what goes on. Uh, and there are lunatics out there that do that. And I've actually had to report it to YouTube. And I've actually been in fear of certain things happening. So there is reasons why you don't want to use your real name. Well, I'm getting to the point where I won't debate someone if you're not going to risk what I'm going to risk, but I haven't gotten that point yet. But I have been swatted, followed, threatened with murder. My family's been threatened, threatened with lawsuits. My site's been attacked. My home, things have happened in my home. I have to carry a weapon. I've done martial arts for years. I have to do various things. I can certainly understand that. It's better. Honestly, it's just easier not to use your own name. And I, get why you wouldn't. I, I, get, I get why you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I get why you would want to use your own name. Yours is already out there. But for me, uh, I'm definitely not going to give my real name uh, so people can find me or my address or anything like that. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Next up, question for object. What is it? Objection comment for Skylar. Thanks for your super chat. Crackerjack12. They said, Skylar, the god of the old. Uh, oh, okay. So they say Skylar colon. Uh, the God of the Old Testament is evil and orders death. And then they say, also, Skyler, I wish Christianity is true. LOL. Wow. He's getting owned. I'm embarrassed for him. Okay. So oh, that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, so let me explain. So obviously I don't believe that the Bible is true and accurate in what it's articulating. Uh, what I should be more clear in my language is that I would appreciate, I would actually be more appreciative of what Jesus said was real. Because I actually like a lot of what Jesus said, the Sermon on the Mount, the way he told you to live your life. A lot of the stuff that Jesus said, I don't necessarily have a disagreement with. And in fact, if you watch my channel, you'll rarely ever hear me bad talk Jesus, his ideas and thoughts. Obviously, I, dis I don't agree 100% with him, um, but I, maybe I should have been a little more clear with my language. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Next up, super chat from – this is a 
Ronald Madanka, appreciate your question. They said, Matt, if you have proof Jesus actually rose from the dead in history, in all caps, please get off the stream and collect your Nobel Prize. This is religion, in all caps, dude, not history. You Obviously, if you want, you can respond. You don't have to if you don't want to. The Bible is history. It's very accurate history. And you can go to the Old Testament, New Testament. You can demonstrate. Archaeologists have demonstrated it's very accurate history, repeatedly across the board. No archaeological discoverer has contradicted the Bible. The Bible corroborates history all the time, and archaeology corroborates it. And proof about the resurrection, I can't prove it because anybody who has a worldview that rejects these kinds of evidences, proof is not possible. So that's another thing where they're asking the impossible. It's a, not a really valid question. Gotcha. Or statement request. You got it. Thanks so much, Brian Stevens, for your super chat. They said Mormons don't lie. The Book of Mormon is true. QED. I don't know what QED means. Is that somewhere like uh, young people cool slang? What's QED? I don't know. That's a good question. What is? Sorry, this is embarrassing. Uh, is an abbreviation for the Latin phrase. I can't pronounce the Latin. That which was to be demonstrated. Quadrat demonstrandum. I think you're right that that's what it... I've never heard that. That's Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, so reading it again, that's interesting. Okay. They said, Mormons don't lie. The Book of Mormon is true. That which was to be demonstrated. I don't understand it still. Hopefully you guys maybe... And yes, Mormons do lie. They're allowed to lie to Gentiles. And Gentiles are non-Mormons. This is a practice that they don't officially teach, but it's what they, they do all the time. That's why I tell Mormons, and I'll tell everybody here, if you do have any dealings with Mormons, always record what you have with them. Because they will, and not will, no guarantee, but they very often go back on their word. But because you're a Gentile, you're not a true Mormon. Gotcha. Provocative. Thank you. <laughs> Next up. Um, That's the evidence. I'm not, I'm not trying to deny it. I'm just like, oh boy. All right. Brian Stevens, thanks for your super chat. They said, or SG Thomason, thanks for your super chat. She said, Skylar, please explain why the early disciples who were martyred in capital letters, gory ways, would preach for decades for Jesus. Why did they come out of hiding after Jesus' crucifixion? Uh, the same reason why Muslims who are extremists will go blow themselves up for Allah, even though the religion of Islam isn't true because people believe false things and they're willing under those false beliefs, uh, to do extreme things because they believe that they're right. And God is on their side. Gotcha. Thanks so much. This is, she goes by this, uh, this is her own name. Stupid whore energy. As she goes by, thanks for your super chat. <laughs> I love she that. She says, name. There's a coin which featured the head of Alexander the Great. So I think she's going back to that part of the conversation where it was discussed whether or not everybody believes now sure. Alexander the Great. If anybody wants to respond, you can. Otherwise. Nah, and then, Is that sufficient evidence that he existed? It can be. Got because to. someone could have made up the coin and put it there in the, in the dirt. It's not proof of anything. People want proof of one thing, but they don't want proof of other things. People are inconsistent in how they demand proof of various things. It's because of the worldviews. No, I don't think it's because of the worldviews. I think it has more to do with the actual evidence. Uh, what happens in these kind of debates, you have a theist claim something, but they're not actually bringing up all the proofs, right? Uh, if you want this, you could spend 
I mean, months studying the historicity of Alex, Alexander the Great. Um, when we're talking about within a debate, like we're literally in a two hour period or hour and a half, and then somebody makes a claim about something and then they're like, well, you're never going to believe this anyways because of your worldview. I mean, it gets kind of in this silly town, frankly. And, and it also misrepresents the person as if they aren't a honest uh, person listening to this. I would love, like I said, I would love for there to be something after I die. I don't know. Maybe there is. And to say, because I don't necessarily believe in your God now that I could never believe. I mean, under Calvinism, you know, I've got to be elect anyways. It's already chosen. Everything that's actually happened tonight is because God has elected it to happen. Or not say, with his decretive will, I should say. With his decretive will, it has happened. Uh, and everything is exactly as he planned. So everything I've said, everything Matt said is exactly the way God wanted it. Just like with child molestation and all these other stuff. So here you go again. You know, you go back into this stuff, and I'm going to re recommend that you go and do study on decretive will, on, on um, direct and indirect decrees, and what that means with the issue of free will. You can't lay this at God's feet. You don't understand. I mean this respectfully, Scholar. You don't understand what you're criticizing here. And those of us who don't do know, and I've got friends who are going to watch this who know theology. They're going to say, yeah, he, he didn't understand what he was criticizing here. Not because they don't like you or disagree. They're going to say, he didn't understand it. And you don't. But a worldview provides the lens through which phenomena are interpreted. This is why worldviews are so important. I mean, you couldn't even answer if in his indirect decretive will, if somebody could go against that. Like it's either yes well, or no. Well, that's a good it's question, either... though. It's a good question, but it's not an easy one to answer. Because, sure. And but I'm it not is a to be yes pedantic. or no. But hold on. No, it is a yes or no. But you know, it is a yes or no, but there's an explanation for the yes or the no. And no. that's the point. No, no, no. no in all seriousness – it, I just did it really fast. I'm going to start an argument. I, I want to just, just that, to be sure. Forgive me, Skyler, but I, I'm going to give Matt the last word on this just because the super. No, that's fine. Yeah, I'll keep going. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's not I want to argue about it. I'm just saying that this is a good discussion. It's a good question you're asking. And I'm not just, just you know, just, just saying it. It really is. Well, I have discussions like this with my theological friends on closed phone calls and things like that. And there are different senses. I'm not trying to be philosophically, you know, blurry, but there are different senses in which can can be understood. We actually discuss these things for 20, 30 minutes at a time. There is a, I won't get into it now, but if you want, we can include you in some of these discussions. Oh, I'd love it. Please, please invite me. Yeah. When I get into these, I can say, hey, if you give me your cell phone, if you want to do that. ScholarFictionShow at gmail.com. ScholarFictionShow at gmail.com. Well, we usually have these impromptu phone calls. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, but two oh, hours oh, will no. be on. Yeah, oh, yeah, just, I mean, but if you just email me, I could call in through a separate number. And I can yeah. do that. But it just let me know through email, and I'm happy to hear that. I, I would love to be, uh, actually, it fascinates me. Because I do think you, would, I think you would actually be someone really interesting to talk to about this. And I, I mean this in genuine, being genuine, Matt, because okay. I've talked to other, like, Calvinists about it. And when we get to, like, it's this compatibilism where it's, like, where we get to this exact question, well, not compatibilism. Let me, let me not phrase it like that. When we get to a specific question about whether someone can go against that particular type of will, they can never explain it to me, and I would be interesting to see how you would explain it. Okay, James. All right, we, me and Matt could talk about this for hours. We're both interested. Gotcha. I feel like you got to respond to that, Matt, because I know that was super chat was for you. We could get right into all kinds of stuff. It's yeah. a really sophisticated conversation, and I, I have this conversation every now and then with someone, maybe two, three, four times a year. But we have these discussions, or people I have discussions with like this, you and it's a good discussion. And we don't always come up with good answers either. But we do raise a lot of issues, and it's not that simple. It's a good question, and it is. Gotcha. But it's not that simple to answer. 
Thank you very much. And GeoSam, thank you very much as well for your super chat. They asked for Skylar why, uh, why he does what he does. Some sort of inside joke? I don't know. Well, listen, the reason, the true reason I do what I do is because of Raptor Jesus. Let's be frank. And that Raptor Jesus, uh, Matt, I know this is going to sound strange to you because you're not familiar with my channel. Uh, but Raptor Jesus has, through his election, decided that I would do this from the very, very beginning. And all my Raptor baits out there, the followers of my channel, they know what, I'm, what I mean there. So uh, under his claws is all I'm going to say to that. Go ahead. Wait, Raptor Jesus, is he a guy yeah. from Pal Talk? Uh, no, Raptor Jesus is our Lord and Savior for the Raptor baits that follow our show. Uh, he went extinct for your sins. He kind of snuck on the ark for a little bit, Matt. Uh, you know, because young earth creationists sometimes believe that dinosaurs get on the ark. Uh, raptor Jesus is a lot like Jesus, but a raptor. Oh, it's, it's way a dinosaur raptor, not rapture. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, raptor Jesus. Like, it's Jesus, but a raptor. It's complicated. It's really too hard to explain within a, a five-minute right. period. But just know that he went extinct for your sins and that he wants you to follow him. Uh, it's just very important. It's uh, it's under his claws. He gave up his claws for your sins. Gotcha. Next up. Yeah, that kind of condescending mockery is not really something I would be interested in. No, you probably would. Next up, so let's see. As she goes by Stupidor Energy, thanks for your super chat. She says, pee or not, PP burns. God, so <laughs> sick. Saxy Calzone, thanks for your super chat. I just figured out what it meant. Uh, happy to, they said, happy to see praise has a wrench. Maybe it'll help distract him from petting the puppies too hard. I don't know what that means. Stupid horror energy. Thanks for your other super chat. She said the demon saying, quote unquote, we are legion. Uh, in that passage, legion is a Roman word. The gospels were clearly heavily Romanized when they were written way after the supposed death of Jesus. I think that's for you, Matt. If you want to respond, you can otherwise. I'm sorry. What was the question? No problem. They said, they said the demons saying, quote, we are legion in that particular passage. They're saying legion is a Roman word. The Gospels were clearly heavily Romanized when they were written way after the supposed death of Jesus. Well, there's an Aramaic word in there. Does that mean they're heavily Arama from Aramaic and the influence of Aramaic? The, the logic doesn't follow. Legion is just simply a word that was used to describe a cohort and a large amount of demonic forces that were in someone. That's all it is. Gotcha. You got it. Thanks so much. And then Mike Billers, thanks for your super chat. Appreciate that. Just a kind of a donation. And then Stupid Whore Energy, thanks for your super chat. She said, how does Matt reconcile Matthew 116 with Luke 323? <laughs> Hold on. With Luke 323? Yeah. I think I know what it is, but let me check. And then Matt, I don't want to, I've already trampled on your time and I'm sorry about that. So if you have to go, like, don't. No, it's um, all right. Okay. Thanks for your patience on that. Yeah, and thank you, Matt, for staying so long and, and doing this over. It's all right. I don't mind dealing with obstreperous people. This is, have you seen the Raptor Jesus shirt? This is, this is no, that's all right. It's all right. Um, I, Jacob, I, he wants Jacob, you to be saved. Him. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born. He called the Messiah. In verse 23, when Jesus began his ministry, the son of, oh, oh, that's easy. That's what I thought it was. <clears throat> One was is a genealogy of Mary. One's a genealogy of Joseph. The legal line is through Joseph, but the biological line is through Mary. You can go back. I've written an article on this on Carm. You can go check it out. Just it was a culture that that's how they talked. That's what they did. Gotcha. Let's see. Thank you very much. Next up, thanks for your super chat, Nate Brody. So I think this is for the numbers argument. Uh, Matt, that you laid out. He said the first one is not divisible by seven. 
let's see. So I think he maybe maybe meant the the first number in the line of numbers. Um, depends which one. Um, in the Matthew's genealogy uh, of which was not the one I, I focused on, but it's Matthew 1, 1 through 17, the number of words is 72, which is 8 by 9. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. I left this stuff up there. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, of course it's not. I, I have it right there. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Next up, appreciate your super chat, Roy Lindsay, who said, Matt forgot to wear his tinfoil hat. little poking fun at you, Matt. Uh Let's see. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you don't look impressed. Um, uh, stupid whore energy. Thanks for your super chat. She said, what does Matt think of the reputation of the Daniel prophecy by Jews for Judaism? Uh, that would be another issue to discuss another time. I have a friend who's an expert on this kind of stuff, and I would consult with him to see that. And for now, I'm not very familiar with their supposed reputation. I've seen other supposed reputations, and they haven't held water. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Ronald Medanka, thanks for your super chat. They said, Matt, are Jewish people going to hell? Anyone who does not affirm Jesus Christ, God in flesh, that died on the cross, rose from the dead, will go to hell upon their death. Anybody and everybody. But people won't choose Jesus Christ unless he elects them. Uh, that's correct. God has the right to determine who will believe in him. He grants that they believe, Philippians 1.29. He gives them faith, John 6.28.29. They're born again, not of their own will, John 1.13. They're caused to be born again, uh, 1 Peter 1.3. He ordains people to eternal life, Acts 13.48. That's exactly correct. Are there babies that don't go to heaven? The Bible doesn't talk about, <clears throat> about whether or not babies go to heaven or not. And so we can only get in then to the issue of interpolation. I've lost a baby. And um, so, so I'm, have I, by the way, you have, yeah, I've lost one too. It's awful experience. Yeah, it is. It's the worst experience you've ever have. I just wanted to relate. I just want you to know that you weren't alone yeah. in that. And that was a genuine yeah. thing. I've, I've been uh -oh. there too. Yeah. Now, the reason I ask is I've had, I've, I was on a Facebook Calvinist group today and they were literally arguing over babies, whether they go to hell or not. And they were Calvinists arguing whether babies are elect or not. When I, uh, first of all, I completely sympathize with the loss of your child. Mm -hmm. And even though we're at odds at a lot of things, if I'd have been near you when this happened, I would have come to the, if it was possible, come to where you sure. were and sit with you and wept with you. It's just, it's hell. It's just hell. Absolutely. Okay. So anyway, past, not get past it, but to, to move on. Um, what I say on the radio about this issue of babies going to hell, I say, if baby goes, if any babies go to hell, it's the right thing. If any baby, if all babies go to heaven, it's the right thing. God doesn't tell us, so we can't do anything except speculate. Hmm. Gotcha. Thanks very much. Next up, appreciate your super chat from James Anderson. He said, I have nothing cool or witty to say here, but here's a few bucks for your channel. Thanks so much, James. Appreciate the support. <laughs> By the way, we are excited as we are doing a debate, well, Lord willing, we're, we're going to hopefully do a debate tour in January. It's being, it's in the works. We're planning on it. It's basically going to be in Texas where we are excited. We are trying to get like Matt Dillahunty. We are trying to get Vosh. Uh, we're trying to get a number of people in the Texas area. And so we're really excited about that. And so we appreciate your support. That'll help us. We want to take good care of the, the speakers as we uh, fly them in and stuff like that. So uh you know let a brother know james i'll come down to texas i would love to i was gonna say you guys out with you guys this is honestly this the chat tonight has been hopping i think this is honestly 
like one of the biggest streams we've ever had. People have loved this tonight. They've so we should talk you guys about the possibility of doing like a live in real life debate. It would be 100 percent down. An honor to have you guys. And I just want people like Matt. I, I don't want you to think that I dislike you or like there's any kind of like actual hostility between you and I. Like from a personal perspective, I do like you. We just disagree heavily oh, i think you suck <laughs> i hate you uh, well that i figured i mean you're not alone my man <laughs> <laughs> no i had to say i'm the same way i mean i would yeah. you know i mean i'd draw i'd give your wallet back i i'm not gonna lie to you you know I, it's all bad yeah. you, i think you're wrong i think you're you know you got problems and i don't mean mental i mean you got no 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 I, I get what you say but in the same way i look back at you yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. i get it but I, I'm I'm still grieving over your your child. Sorry. Well, no. Listen, listen. Everything things happen. Like you, you know, things miscarried, and it just didn't didn't work out. And it was it was devastating times. Was a miscarriage? Imagine. Yes. Okay. We've had a miscarriage, and our son died in my arms. Oh wow! Yeah. No, I yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't even. Imagine. Yeah, you don't want to. No, no, no. No, you All don't right. want to. We sorry, guys. We just dropped the whole stream down. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Sorry. Let's. <laughs> I Sorry. think I think that it's it is a nice reminder that it's like even though there are passionate debates and it's you know like yeah. wild sometimes it's like ah like ultimately I know that sometimes it seems heated but it's like ah I yes. think we'd be there for each other when the the chips are when the chips are down I think that's a phrase exactly chips. that's exactly right technical most- correction I think yeah. you know I, he died in our arms my wife and I I don't remember the exact thing but you know. Hmm. Well, our, our heart uh, goes out to both of you, and so uh, we appreciate your guys' uh, kind of like genuine, you know, genuine personalities here. We uh, next super chat. Thanks for your super chat, Marty Camijo. They asked. It's a little bit pointed. It, it may be that the question has something, uh, an assumption. But it's uh, they asked, why does Matt hate the LGBT community? I don't hate anybody. I used to have a friend who was bisexual. We, we went dancing, nightclubbing all the time and the whole bit. And when I knew it from the day one that he was like that. And when he finally told me after a year, he goes, yeah, I know. And he goes, what? I said, yeah. He goes, why are you my friend? I said, why not? Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that. Um, I, what I have a problem with is you're going to pay for your sin like any other sin. And you'd repent of it because God's judgment is upon you. And if you read Romans chapter 1, verses 26 to 28, the judgment upon you is that you have a hardened heart to believe the lie. And the other thing I, I'm, I'm against in that community is the pushing of their immoral values upon society, trying to get my children and other people's children to believe like them. I don't think that's right. Next, That's, on, that's another issue. Next, another no, night. I, I'm not against lesbians or gays. And, and in fact, you know, we had a trans, a trans sexual, transgender. transgender, they're yeah. going through transition, going through transition, transgender. Yeah, that's right. You got it. <clears throat> Sorry. No, no, no. And la- right. last you're, year. You're trying to actually do the right term, which is a, a yeah, good just, thing. You know, yeah, just, you know. So last year, really quickly, I mean, whatever, but um, my daughter calls up and, hey, man. Dad, blah, 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 you know, come over for, for Christmas. I go, oh, yeah, sure. I have my roommate uh, come over. I go, yeah, well, there's a problem. I go, okay, what's the problem? Uh, he is transgender. I go, all right, so I'll bring him over. Is it he or her? <laughs> what, what, you can bring him over. So came over. We actually rearranged some gifts so this person, so he would have a gift. And after about, he spent the night. He spent the night. And he did. And then the next morning, I, we all got talking. I go, 
and his name was uh, Mars. And I said, okay, I got a, I got a question that's been bugging me the whole time since you've been here. The whole room went dead silent. What's Matt Flick, the apologist minister, going to say? And I said, why Mars? Why not Venus or Saturn? And that broke the ice, and we had a good time. That's awesome. I'm still just imagining you, Matt, at at the club, at the dance club. So, next <laughs> I'm a white boy with rhythm. I'm a white boy with rhythm. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I am happy for that's you. That's what that's what we should have done tonight is dance off. That yes. Been, been... Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm 63 in a couple of weeks. I still would like to go clubbing, but my wife's health is so bad we can't. Oh, but I, I would yeah. still go. I hope she gets better and uh, that you can get back out to the club. So she has a rare connective tissue disorder, one of the rarest on the planet. Hey, and I'm sorry it's to hear bad. That. But at any rate, that's what it is. <laughs> Some of these evidence of Matt's dancing skills. Oh boy. That's funny. <laughs> We don't have too many more. We're going to try to speed through. Uh, Stupid Horror Energy, thanks for your super chat. He said, crucifixion was invented by the Persians in 300 to 400 B.C. Actually, it was earlier than that. But the, the Phoenicians did it, and then Rome bought it a bit. Good. Gotcha. Next up, appreciate your super chat from Matt <clears throat> the God, the same person that challenged you to a debate, Matt. They said, my real name is Matthew DeMarco. Good. So, doxed himself. Or, uh, am I not supposed to make jokes about doxing? Someone told me. Okay. <laughs> Stupid horror energy. Thanks for your super chat. And uh, what's this guy want to debate me on? If you're out there, uh, Matt DeMarco, shoot it in the chat and I can read it out loud. And uh, Stupid horror energy. Thanks for your super chat. She says, my real name is Pizazu. She says that a lot. I think it's that character from ghostbusters thinks there's something wrong with her but thanks for that sarah next stay shy thanks for your super chat she they uh said matt i'm stuck on the empty tomb why does mark and matt account for one angel luke and john say two angels also matt says the angel removed the rock but the others found the rock already moved oh that would have to do with the order of what happened and logically if there's two angels there's going to be one and i think i've written about it on karm I think I honestly think I have. I don't remember all the specifics. It's just something you have to do a timeline and put them together. And so go on CARM, see if I've written on it. I think I have, though. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Next up, appreciate your super chat. Nate Brody, he said, uh, Matt, I assert invisible car exists. Prove me wrong. Okay. Gotcha. Bring it over to the house. Just bring it over to the house, and then I'll spray paint it, and we'll show you. Gotcha. Thanks so much. We uh, appreciate your super chat. Stupid whore energy. There she goes again. She wow. said, we have to distinguish the personal from the subjective. There are elements of judgment in the interpretation of evidence, but this doesn't mean that it's subjective. It just means it's just a matter of individual taste. That's a lot of info. I can read it again if you'd like. Okay. Not sure what the I'll be point right is or... You got it. So I'll read it one more time, I think, because I think it is for you, Matt. Uh, and I know it's a mouthful. So she said, we have to distinguish the personal from the subjective. There are elements of judgment in the interpretation of evidence. In other words, I think she's saying, like, you know, in, in our interpretation of evidence, we have to separate the personal from the subjective. But this doesn't mean that it's subjective just because there's there are elements of judgment. 
It just means it's just a matter of individual taste. Yeah, I can't follow the logic of the statements. Um, subjective and personal are kind of interrelated, not clarify what it means. <clears throat> Brenda von Hassen. No, I don't always lie. Please don't attack me personally. That's not right. In the chat text. Oh, okay, gotcha. Someone said Matt always lies. No, that's just this is not true. Gotcha. Thanks so much. And uh, subtracted. Thanks for your super chat. They said, "Hey Matt, Heaven's Gate cult killed themselves to go on a spaceship behind the Hale-Bopp comet. Does that also make their cult true?" No, actually, I was interviewed on TV back in San Diego when that happened. I used to live there when that did happen. And uh, that has what we call non-falsifiability. There's no way to verify or unverify anything. And um, that's what some cults do, <clears throat> like the mind science cults. Everything's an interpretation of divine mind. It doesn't matter what you say. They have an explanation for something by just using words. There's no evidence attachment to it, no actuality to anything. That's generally where the, the problem is with what's called non-falsifiability. Heaven's Gate cult was not had, was just steeped in non-falsifiability. Gotcha. We appreciate it. Next up, appreciate your super chat. Thanks so much from Marty Camijo. They had two in a row. Uh, well, I guess they're kind of pretty distinct. They said, my pagan gods don't decree for kids to be molested. Direct or indirect decree. See, nothing can occur without God's permission. Just as I can have um, my daughter in my in the room, in her room, and the room's a mess, and I can say, <clears throat> I can say, please clean the room, and uh, she doesn't do it. Let's just say I knew she wasn't. My knowing she wasn't because of her freedom doesn't mean I caused her to do that. And when we talk about this issue of child molesting which is a horrible thing, um, then people are saying it's wrong for God to allow that to happen. He should not allow that. Well, then if God's going to, if it's, if God's wrong for allowing that, then what standard by, do they have by which they judge God? What standard do they have to say that anything is right or wrong? That's something to talk about. They have to presuppose our worldview of absolute right and wrong to say somebody else is right and wrong for their actions. But that's inconsistent with an agnostic atheistic worldview, so it's self-contradictory, self-refuting. But nevertheless, in the issue of what God ordains and what he allows, he certainly allows people to do certain things. But it's not his – we call it in – in, we have his decretive will, his prescriptive will, and his permissive will. His decretive will is let there be light. His prescriptive will is a prescription, don't lie. His permissive will is he allows you to lie. So if we're going to say that God ought – it's a deontological issue – ought to stop someone from molesting a child, should God then also – or ought God also stop someone from thinking about molesting a child? Because that is evil, isn't it? Or is only the, the doing of it not evil and the one is evil? But if that's the case, what standard have you got to judge that? What about thinking the worst about someone that you believe is an absolute lie and is going to lead someone into some bad uh, decisions later on because of it? Should God stop you from believing that lie? Because that would lead to something bad later on? Should he violate your will to do that? What do you want? So I ask people, where do you want to draw the line by which you're going to say this ought to be done and ought not to be done, and how much God should and should not do? What standard have they got? They don't have one. And why are they being so arbitrary about one thing? Hey, you should stop this. What about that? Well, that's different. Well, so we, we start analyzing this. You find out that the questioner doesn't know, hasn't really thought through the issues that are behind the question that they're asking. 
That's a problem. I mean, in the very end, God's giving permission for people to molest <clears throat> children. I mean, in the very end, it's like he could stop. It's not like he didn't stop things in the Bible. There's plenty of instances where yeah, God he does. Stopped. That's right. That's exactly right. So it's not inconsistent that he couldn't stop this from happening. He just chooses to go ahead and let it happen, yep. whether depending on how you did, you want to define this decree of will. But he yep. gave permission for it to happen. It was part of his indirect uh, decree. Uh, decree. Sorry. You say permissive uh, will. In this context, permissive will. He is he will to permit it. Absolutely correct. So he it, permits you to, yeah. to deny opposed him. Opposed to a human being, but but I mean, yeah, that's a big difference. Though. But opposed to a human being, where most human beings would not allow it if they could stop it. But God, for some whatever morally justified reason that a Christian will argue, allows children to be hurt, and, and you know, and that's the end of their life sometimes because they're raped and then they're killed. Depending yeah, on the situation. it's horrible. Yeah, it's in uh, fact, but, it's when people. Does some, mm-hmm. right. He does something that's against his own will. That's the thing. It's like not against his own will, but against his own moral character. So basically, God that He decrees in a non-direct way that uh, um, that this is going to happen. I can. I'm not going to get into it now because it'll just take up too much time. But there are answers to that. It deals with what we call the Imagio Dei and federal headship, and then what we call libertarianism or, or compatibilist free will. These are sophisticated discussions. We don't have time to get into them right now, but those answers are in there. Christian theologians have wrestled with these things long before you and I came along. There's been some incredibly deep thought given and offered by these things in different areas. Most people, like the people who are typing the things in the chat here, and I'm not trying to disparage them, but they hide behind nicknames, and they don't think through the questions that they're asking very deeply. That's not to, I'm not trying to insult them. I'm just saying this is pretty typical. It happens with Christians as well. And what I try and do is get Christians to ask – in fact, on my radio show, if you ever listen, a Christian will ask me a question, and I'll purposely answer a certain way because I want them to rephrase the question. Christians are guilty of it too. But the thing is that we have theological answers, but sometimes we don't have an answer. Why would God allow that? Why would God allow my child to be born with holoprosencephaly and die in our arms? I don't know. I don't know. Why would he allow your child to have a miscarriage? I mean your wife. <clears throat> to have a miscarriage with all respect. I don't know. There are things we just don't know. But why would God allow Christ to be lied about and tortured and murdered? The greatest atrocity in history so that he could redeem us from our rebellion against him. That's the greatest love in history. And sometimes the greatest pain brings the greatest love. And other times, Sin just is like a grenade. You throw it in a crowd, that guy gets killed, that guy gets injured, that guy doesn't get touched. Why? That's how it works sometimes. And sometimes we just don't have all the answers. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Marty Camijo, we appreciate your super chat. They said, I'm I'm bisexual. What values do I lack, Matt? What do you mean what values? Moral values? I don't know. I have to do an assessment to see which ones that you lack. I don't know which ones you do have and which ones you don't have. Gotcha. Thank you very much as well. Thanks, Roy Lindsay, for your super chat, who said, not praying for Skyler. Say not praying for me? I think it's a, I think he's a skeptic, so I don't know if it's... Oh, I'm confused. You should still pray for me. Pray for me in the, in the name of Rapture Jesus. Next up, Bob and uh, YNH, thanks for your super chat. They said, Matt Slick, why would you tell anybody to repent if they can't choose that unless God chooses them first? That seems dishonest. It's not dishonest, but it's a good question. God commands everyone everywhere to repent, Acts 17.30, but he grants that they repent, Second Timothy 2.25. Why would God require something 
something of somebody they can't do. Well, he says in, in uh, 1 Peter 1.16, be holy for I am holy. You can't be holy. The reason he does this is because the standard of righteousness is God, not man. The questioner is a humanist, has a humanistic value and moral system, not a God-centered one. And I understand that. That's how it is sometimes. But the reason God would say that is because that's what's ultimately right. All people ought to believe in him. All people ought to repent of their sins. But it doesn't grant that ability to everybody. Just like an atheist ought to believe in God, but he doesn't grant it to, to everybody to do that because he grants that people believe. Philippians 129. Well, that's God's prerogative, and you can go to Romans 9, 9 through 23 about that. He has a right to do with his creation as he desires. He's the sovereign king. So people can complain, but you got to ask yourself a question. If you want to complain about God's um, immorality, what standard do you have? It has to be a standard that's applicable not only to yourself, but to others and to the celestial being himself. So to imply that there is a universal ought by which God himself has to answer to, why things should and shouldn't happen, means you have to be able to justify in your worldview without the Christian God that there's a universal moral absolute. Otherwise, you're just arguing against yourself and being inconsistent. Gotcha. Well, I mean, pretty much what Matt is arguing here is that it's completely just when God chooses before someone's even born to send them to hell for all eternity because he, he gets to do with the clay as he pleases because he made us. So whatever that is uh, that he chooses to do with this eternal suffering, torture, you know, we're the clay, we're his play toys, he can do whatever he wants with us. And it doesn't matter. It's just moral. doesn't make a difference because no matter what God does, it's right. He has morally justified reasons. He wants to make a baby suffer in hell for all eternity. That's completely moral. Now, whether he does that is a different thing. Some Calvinists do believe babies go to hell. He does, I, I mean, it's like the Bible, something wing night. He said all babies deserve hell and that God hates children. Uh, so on, it's it's firstly reasonable to believe that God would hate children under Calvinism. So, yes. Is God justified under the definition of Calvinism? Sure. Does that make sense to anybody else in the world? Absolutely not. You need to study federal headship. I know and, what federal headship is. That's with Adam and how their sins got passed on to the rest of, yes, humankind. I understand. No, what that's original is. sin. Federal headship is male representation, and it's yes, based Adam. upon the work of Christ and the image of God. Because the questions then become answerable inside of those doctrines well, which the scriptures reveal. But it's through it's through Adam federal headship, correct? Federal headship. Well, yes. Yes, yes and no. Federal headship is a teaching that the male represents a descendants. Adam was a federal head. Jesus was a federal head. You are a federal head. Yeah, so somebody else's decisions get to determine what my fate is, basically. Absolutely. You do that all the time with your child. Yeah, but I'm not God. It's a completely different analogy. Exactly. And God who knows all things can work all things after the counsel but, of his but, will. But you're just saying, but all, but all you're doing is saying it's good because God does it. You're not actually justifying why it's good. You're saying that it's good <clears> that he could choose somebody before they're even born for before they even commit an action that they will suffer for all eternity in hell. And you even admit it in our conversations before it makes you uncomfortable that God does these things. So it does speak to you a little bit. You can't say in your worldview, we're going to give uh, why is oh. something good because there are no morals absolute. So you can't say something is morally good or bad. So for you to ask the question, why is something good is a non sequitur in your own no, worldview. I can't say something is absolutely good or bad, but I can say something is good or bad under my own personal moral system. Then we can get back to the original question I asked you earlier, which you didn't want to answer. I did answer. Go ahead, James. Next up, uh, let's see. Uh, Stupid Horror Energy is telling stories again. Skeptics Propaganda, thanks for your super chat. They said, your Gematria argument seems arbitrary. What criteria are you using? I think that's for Matt. 
It, it, well, how would you know it's arbitrary um, when the mathematics is there? Mathematics isn't arbitrary. Go through and you can uh, – the, the author is Panin, P-A-N-I-N, and he has written books on this, books and books and books on this. And he understood all this stuff, and he's a great mathematician. He went through all this. It's not arbitrary. It, it's just discernible from the text. And there are many things like this in the scriptures that are very strange. For example, the four gospels – in the end of John, which is the last gospel written, Jesus told the disciples to cast a, the net over the right side, not the left, but the right side, when after his resurrection, they caught 153 fish. Why 153? I can get into all kind of neat stuff about that, but it turns out that in the four separate gospels, now fish are representative of people, and each fish is an individual. That's how it works in the Bible. In the four separate gospels, Account, not accounting the 4,000 who are fed, the 5,000 who are fed, how many individuals received a blessing from Christ one way or another in four different Gospels? 153, the exact same number of fish that were caught in the account when Jesus said, catch your net, and they did. They brought in 153 fish. It's awfully coincidental. It's awfully coincidental. And I have – I can show you the list of the 153 individuals in the four Gospels. It's just like – one thing you go, eh. Two things, eh. it starts going on and on and on like this. You start going, okay, something's up. And there's things like this that are just not arbitrary. Gotcha. Next up, thanks for your super chat from Math Pig. They said, I don't boast, but did you hear I was on TV? Uh, hashtag Matt. Totally confused. Who's on TV? Daily Show, I think, is what they're referring to, Matt. Yeah, I was on Daily Show where they Frankensteined me. They lied, flat out lied. Then they cut. They did. Uh, they took things from different parts of what I said and put it together and made me say what I didn't say. And I have the proof of it. Gosh, the yeah. absolute proof. You got it. But yeah, they they lied. Aaron Armstrong, thanks for your super chat. They said, Matt, you just crushed my belief in a quote God, and I can't see a reason to live any longer. Hope that's not serious about the probably not serious. I would imagine depression part. Let's yeah. see. <sighs> Holy crap, you got a lot of super chats tonight, my man. It's a the chat has been hopping. People have honestly enjoyed you guys immensely. Like, I'm not even joking. People have even been saying they're like, man, this chat is hopping. So is that what the cool phrase is now, Skylar? Hopping? Why are you I'm four years old, man. I don't know what's I don't know what I don't know what's I don't know what's what's hopping these days. I don't know. But we uh thanks to your super chat. The messenger reveals. They said Matt's like what, all in caps, they said, what is the perfect will of God? If you know, then how, all in caps, do you know it is the perfect will of God? Good question. I wish I had the answers to those. I could really become a great preacher. <laughs> gotcha. And I think that's it for tonight. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks, everybody, for your super chats and questions. Let's see. We appreciate you oh. guys being here. And so with that... Want to let you know, everybody, that their links are in the description. So if you enjoyed listening to what you heard tonight, if you want to hear more, hey, those links are right in the description box, right down there. So you can check them out. And very fun, you guys. Honestly, I have enjoyed this. Uh, if you want more people to see this stream, go ahead and hit that like button. That really does really does help the channel a lot. So we appreciate you being here, everybody, and especially thanks to the debaters. You guys are the lifeblood of the channel. And so it's honestly been an honor to have you guys here. Thank you, man. Thank this you. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was so enjoyable. 
<laughs> it was a yeah, it was a slobber knocker. So thank you guys. Keep sipping out the reasonable from the unreasonable, everybody. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.